Actually, you know, I have an actual expert here in to uh, talk about Mike Williams. Uh, here you go. Wait, if I do it. He pooped a lot. Everybody and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-hosts Mike Valverde and Evan Hoovler. This is the uh, 47th episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Today's date is September 20th. This week we'll be reviewing Thursday Night Football and going over Week Three. Um, Evan, in three seconds or less, how are you doing? SEO, good, great. All right. Mike, in 2.89 seconds or less, how are you doing? Mariota just got sacked again. What? Mariota just got sacked again. <laughs> I like the idea that Mariota can do anything in less than three seconds, even if it get, means getting sacked. All right. So uh, before we uh, get into uh, Thursday Night Football and week three, uh, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, if you found us through footballabsurdity.com uh, or Beer Sheets or Twitter or what have you, you can find this podcast on Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts. Just a heads up, Apple Music and Spotify, for whatever reason, do have a slight delay on it. So if you want the RSS feed, you can message us at FBallAbsurdity on Twitter, and I can get you that RSS feed. Um, we have no new absurdists this week, but we do have a beer sheet shirt. We still have it. Shirts, mugs, phone cases, pretty much anything T Public makes. Uh, we have a beer sheet shirt, and you can find a link to that in the description. I got my beer sheets uh, t-shirt and hoodie this week, and they are rad uh, you can check out the design in the link uh if you want to support us in our growth you can go to patreon.com slash football absurdity or at the top of the website there's a support button and you can go ahead and become a patron patrons have access to a second episode a week on tuesday it includes our thursday night football preview except for this week because somehow we forgot uh a review of the previous week's game and any uh quick news for this week we talked about the quarterbacks in um on, on Tuesday, so we're not going to really talk about them today. You also have access to the patrons-only channel in our Discord. Uh, patrons-only channel gives you kind of priority access to if you have any questions about anything, any pressing matters. If you want to go ahead and just join the Discord and chat with your fellow absurdists, a uh, lot of great conversation in there. A lot of uh, start-sit questions. Uh, should I pick this guy up? Should I make this trade? Now you can go ahead and go over to tiny.cc absurdity. Another way you can help us out is uh, if you want to go relive the best part of your season, which is the draft. If you go to draft.com slash absurdity, drop in promo code absurdity and make a deposit of at least 10 bucks, uh, you get a three free $3 token to use in a tournament, and it helps us out a lot. All right, boys. Thursday night football. It was Jacksonville 20 and Tennessee 7, and it wasn't even really that close. Uh, the Jags scored two touchdowns right off the bat and um the titans to me at least looks like uh they are in desperate need of a a new quarterback a new offensive play caller uh pretty much a new everything um they were just garbage across the board um did either one of you guys have the fortune of watching this game last night i had an open house scavenger hunt with my kids so i just watched the fourth quarter which so oh. Which was when the stats stopped happening, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, except uh, I want to talk. Uh, well, yeah, Gardner Minshew had all of his stuff in the first quarter. And um, 
Leonard Fournette, he had his uh his long run of the day of 69 yards, which uh Mike, did you get a chance to watch the game at all? Uh I listened to to the game uh and then I watched some highlights. Watch oh. The highlights? There were highlights this game? Or what they call highlights. Ah, okay. You'll never uh, get that 5 seconds back. Yeah, so <laughs> the reason the reason I bring up Leonard Fournette first is uh he was one of the highest drafted players on either of these teams. 15 carries for 66 yards, which is you know, that's all right. Uh, it's not what you're what you're looking for, but you end up OK. Um, the thing that's the problem is he has a long of 69 yards. So that means that his other 14 carries went for negative three yards. So, Evan, we'll start with you. What are we doing with Leonard Fournette going forward? Well, I, you know, I'm the vice president of the Leonard Fournette anti-fan club. So I was having a good time uh, in our Discord talking with people who were going against him right up until that uh, that uh, 69 yard run that broke everybody. So uh, I would sell high. You know, I I never want him on my team. Other people are going to see that 69 yard run, think it's great. It was a great highlight, like Mike mentioned. If they just watched the highlights, uh, I would sell high. I would try to get a wide receiver, mm, borderline one two, from somebody. So yeah. like one of the Rams guys, I would aim a little higher because the Rams guys are like, well, one out of every three weeks, you got the whammy. But yeah, somewhere around there where they're ranked. Yeah, that's a good call. OK, I, I'm just saying I don't know if you can if you know you can get what you're looking for for Leonard Fournette at this point. I mean, yeah, they'll see the 69 yard run, but then they'll check his stats um, that, you know, not. Not doing too hot this year. Uh, so oh yeah, they for Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying, maybe they won't notice you painted the turd gold. You know, that's what you got to bank on. Fair enough, Mike. What's uh going on with Fournette for you? With Fournette? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's interesting. Okay, so he, if you look at his rushing statistics, they're uh, mediocre at best, probably. But what he what he's adding is something that I don't think really anybody thought would be the case is is uh, receptions and so he's sort of making way with with points especially in ppr leagues with those uh receptions so he's he's barely treading water rushing the ball but what's sort of putting him over the right now is he's catching the ball yeah i did not even realize until um you mentioned it but he already has it looks like 14 receptions on the year when his career high was in 2017, he had 36. So he's not very efficient with them. And he, I mean, he had some, uh, he had an ugly drop in this one, but yeah, I guess you're right in a PPR, a half PPR league. I guess he's kind of uh, treading water. Uh, like you said, with, with those, those catches, that's incredible. I would have not have pegged him for that. I completely missed that. All I saw was him uh, dropping targets. I didn't realize that, you know, he already has 14 targets in three games. So, um, so are you selling or holding Mike? I, w- I would hold for right now. Uh, you know, it's definitely concerning because he's not um, pounding the ground, w- which he normally does when he's healthy. But I would hold just because it could uh, break break any time. Uh, and and with, with Gardner Minshew, uh, it's not like he has Mariota in the, as a quarterback. So I, I think as, as a couple games go on, and people see Minshew become, you know, an average to good quarterback, then they're going to have to respect that. So I would definitely hold and, and, and just hope for the best. I, I think it's definitely leaning positive towards his direction. 
Yeah. Mike, how many shares of Leonard Fournette do you hold in fantasy football leagues? Uh, probably none because every, like every, especially in Dynasty, every every uh, league that I was in Dynasty, I went Chris McCaffrey. Jeff, how many shares of Fournette do you hold? I don't know. One. Dead to me. It's in your stupid league. Dead. Don't put a league together where I end up where you tempt me to draft uh, like, Leonard Fournette the, and I won't. Did you hear the wind blowing through the podcast? That's weird. So Gardner no, Minshew, I like so Gardner Minshew the second uh, was uh, twenty for thirty for two hundred four yards and two touchdowns, um, and all of that came in the first quarter. So I mean, he's a great meme quarterback, but uh, we're not really picking him up in fantasy football, right? At this point, two quarterback leagues. I gotta give him as my as my QB three. Well, I mean, two quarterback leagues. I had trouble dropping. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that was Sam Dart, Sam Darnold. Who, yeah, I guess two uh, quarterback leagues, any quarterback, just pick him up. Yeah, that was not the. Anybody I, with a pulse. I mean, people I are picking take. up L. Allen. I, I I wouldn't have uh, too much of a problem with with having him in a twelve team league, uh, especially around that 12, 12 spot area. He not only is he throwing for a couple touchdowns per game, but he's also ru- running the ball. Uh, so I think that those are some good mixture. I I wouldn't I would love to have him in in superflex or two QB leagues. I gotta say, I was close to putting him up to top twenty, but when I watched the game tape, the key factor wasn't him. Diddy Westbrook does not seem to want to catch a football anymore. If yeah. Diddy Westbrook did well, we'd have Shark and Westbrook, and I'd be like, "All right, you got the weapons, man. Fournette's catching passes, Shark's catching passes. Westbrook's who we thought he was." But because I'm like, "What are you doing, Diddy Westbrook?" I had trouble. You had something to say, Jeff? Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. No, I didn't have anything to say. Um, so, uh, I didn't mean to reverse step on you. <laughs> um, so, uh, you mentioned DJ Chark. DJ Chark has a touchdown in three straight games. Um, he is the undoubted, uh, wide receiver one in this offense. Um, uh, he had 76 yards on Sunday, uh, following up a uh, games of 146 in week one and 55 in week two. So he's had pretty consistent production. So, um, if, uh, are, are we trusting this? Is he top 15 rest of the season? Top 25? Is he a guy you need to get out from underneath as soon as possible? Uh, Mike, what do you think? Right now, I, I like him. I, I think once Marquise Lee returns, then either Conley or he will fall off uh, unless Conley gets hurt again. But uh, Oh, Conley's going to fall off. He's Chris yeah, yeah, it's not going to. You know who's going to fall off is going to be Marquise Lee. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's possible, but uh, I, you know, I, I, one of one of those three obviously are going to go to the wayside, and so I I, I hold, but maybe even sell high. Uh, once we start learning more, when I'm not 100% sure when Mark Lee, Marcus Lee comes back, but he could definitely Shark could definitely be a sell high candidate. So so what if I told you that Marquis Lee p- played 15 snaps last night? Oh, he's back. <laughs> well, he, welcome, welcome to the NFL. When you when you go to his pro football reference page, it doesn't even list a target for him because he's played 27 snaps this season without a target. Jesus. Did Chark, catch a, did Chark catch a pass from Foles, a touchdown? Yeah, he caught the pass from, from that's, Foles. That was that's the, he was the one me. who caught... They, he was the one that caught the touchdown that Foles got hurt on. That's big to me that the starting quarterback went down and the new quarterback came in and Chark didn't miss a beat. That means something to me. Yeah. I, he was out, but he's not even out. 
You're right. Yeah, Marquise Lee, he's just not good. He's just not good. Well, never mind then. Just just <laughs> take what I said, roll it up in a piece of paper, and throw it away. All right, can do. So, Chark, uh, top 15 for you guys, top 20? Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Uh, I like Mike's tip to sell high. I don't know what to do with this guy. You don't know what to do with him? All right, let's 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 check this out. Um, so let's do this. Rest of season. Um, we'll go DJ Chark or uh, Chris Godwin. Godwin, right? Obviously. Yes. I think right. Godwin's got the pedigree and the more experience with the quarterback who is more erratic than Gardner Minshew's stretching habits. I literally don't know what your answer was, Evan. Uh, Godwin. <laughs> Sorry, I think about Gardner, Win- Gardner Minshew and it's jockstrap, and I just I lose yeah, track you, of everything. I you, just I just go you, into daydream mode. You did whatever the opposite of sticking the landing was. Uh, let's see, AJ Green or CJ Minshew. AJ Green said uh, he's probably gonna be hurt a little bit longer rest of the season. We go and if somebody offered you AJ Green for DJ Chark, are you taking it? Did I say DJ Minshew? You said C. Okay, this is the best. You said CJ Minshew. Woo! So I'm like, okay, so this is a Grand Theft Auto 3 reference combined with. Uh, uh, no, it's, I was so distracted by CJ Anderson getting uh, released this week or last week. So, so DJ Chark or AJ Green. If somebody offers you, you you're the DJ Chark owner. Somebody offers you AJ Green. Straight up, are you taking it? No. No. I was hoping oh. I could say yes so we could fight. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm trying to find a, a definite uh, spot for you guys. Uh, I've been, I was industry low on AJ Green even before the injury. So, full disclosure. DJ Moore. Oh, God. What? I, I'd have to go chart right now because who's, who's the quarterback for Carolina? I mean, Kyle Allen. Josh's, yeah. Josh's yeah. baby brother or why older brother. It, why or, is love will greer us apart. It's not Greer because is so bad. <laughs> oh. or he just yeah he sucks. I mean he, he was horrible this preseason. He's not like yeah. So. All, right. All right, we can, we got to move on to the to the rest of everything. But uh, uh but before one, you guys, before you do, I have a trivia question for you guys. Is this was it? DJ Shark? No. I'm ready. Okay, so. Uh, Marcus Mariota has been sacked a total of 17 times this year. Wow. It's second to this quarterback that was sacked 19 times in 2002. Which in quarterback? The first, the first three games? In the first three games. Which, which quarterback was sacked 19 times in the first three games that holds the most? I don't know, Favre? Drew Bledsoe. 2002. Think 2002. Oh, 2002, for some reason. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Nope. Uh, I don't know. What's uh, the answer? Three, uh, Jim Thorpe. That was close. Sid Luck. Sid Luckman. That that was even closer. Don't uh, name. David Carr. Oh, oh of course. David. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was 2002. Wow. In my mind, he was a couple years later. That's why I didn't even think Carr. Um, because 17 years later, his like slightly younger brother is not horrible. Mm, we'll see uh but yes yeah, so that's a good transition over to the titans so the titans um it's a disaster it's a you know what show there um uh over under uh the second half of next game before we see ryan Tannehill. 
I, I, I don't see why why uh, Marcus Mariota is a starting quarterback next week. Did you see uh, Hot Takes Are Crazy People where someone was like, I'd rather have the pedigree of Marcus Mariota than the new flash of Gardner Minshew. And yeah. Like, find some... just sunk cost fallacy Stockholm syndrome is combining into one weird nonsense. Yeah, they need to see. Yeah. I tweeted out yesterday, I said, find somebody who uh, believes in you no matter what you do, like Titans fans believe in Marcus Mariota. Because it's, it's just absolutely wild, the, the devotion that this fan base has to a quarterback that's proven time and again that he's nothing but a below-average quarterback. I mean, at best, he's probably, what, the 27th best quarterback in the NFL right now? Like, at best? That's just off the top of my head? I'd take Colin Kaepernick. See? You don't even think he has what it takes to be in the league anymore. Well, no, I, I don't know if he has or not. I just think it's a dead issue because he ain't coming back. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I would take a bench spot. And that, that's I've only I mean, drop him. We we talked about a two quarterback league. You have anybody with a pulse, but I mean, Marcus Mariota is a detriment. Because here's the thing: you're not starting Marcus Mariota, and unless you have a bye week in the next couple weeks, drop Marcus Mariota, get Ryan Tannehill. Because when the time rolls around, you know you can't use Mariota, but there's you know a chance you might be able to use Tannehill. So it it's just a Marcus Mariota is just so awful at everything he does you saw so uh you said you saw the fourth quarter so you saw the way he ran the two-minute drill like he was you know it was <laughs> like the he, they get on the, the radio was like i don't know what this guy's doing he's lounging around it's he's like, taking his time like he's in the lead like you know, there's like 30 seconds left and he's meandering up to the line like it's, you know, zero zero and it's uh, 13 minutes and 28 seconds in the first quarter. Which it's I like I gotta say uh, Jacksonville's call while well, on paper, not great to go for it on fourth down when they could kick the field goal uh, to go up by 16. Uh, I see what they did there. It was a mental game just to break Tennessee where he's like, look, I'll make your quarterback run the two minute drill and you'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it's, garbage this person is. And I'm like, wow, you, you guys in the AFC South, you get your mind games. You yeah, get right. they they prefer. They're like, all right, we'll we'll uh, risk you having the ball uh, from here. Uh, we just to, give them the we'll ball now. Fourth down. Yeah, like, just, screw like it. that. Like the time the Patriots punted on third down. So, uh, speaking of punting, I mean, is there a reason to own a Titan not named uh, Derrick Henry or Delaney Walker at this point? No, God, stop it. No. Well, right. well, what about A.J. Brown? No. Is somebody not, uh, not, at this point, hard. at this point, I see no reason to have A.J. Brown. Point, point eight points. I mean, the, it's hard to say points. Point eighth of a point, I guess. I, it's, I mean, Mike, it's starting to be, you know, bye weeks, bye weeks start in week four. It's, I mean, A.J. Brown, after his 100-yard game in week one, he has 29 yards in the last two games combined. And his I yard- I have a team in a money league that's name is Sweet Joy AJ Brown, and I don't have AJ Brown anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mean he. If you have him in a league, I mean it. It he's kind of the first one off the off the wire. Or, you know, back out onto the waiver wire. I would think, just because it's like, you know, it, it's not an exciting offense. Uh, we, there's nothing that's shown that, um, you know. Marcus Mariota is sustaining anybody outside of Delaney Walker in the passing game. So uh, I love AJ Brown. I, I, his week one was great, but I mean that week one feels like a million years ago when they scored 43 points against the Browns, you know, I picked him up in my money league. And the next morning I was like, you just hitched part of your wagon to Marcus Mariota. Evan, look yourself in the mirror right now and enter his program. Yeah. Mirror text. Well, mirror see, test. 
I, I think I think the with AJ Brown, I, I don't I wouldn't give him up just because Brian Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. And yeah, you know a lot of faith is into Ryan Tannehill, and he didn't do a lot of things, but I think he's he's better than Mariota. And when new quarterbacks come in, whether they're rookies or on a new team, they usually latch onto a receiver. So if we're looking, say, in either this week coming up, um, week four for them, or week five, probably without any hesitancy, um, whatever, you know, I, I wouldn't want to toss a player for two weeks that could really match up well with, with Ryan Tannehill. So if you have room on the bench, I, I wouldn't get rid of him. Everything you just said there is logically very sound and good. It just hinges on them being able to understand that Marcus Mariota is trash, which I, I don't, I don't know. I think that he might have, he might be the greatest hypnotist of all time, Marcus Mariota. I mean, at the same time, too. I mean, you're still hitching, you're not hitching your wagon to Marcus Mariota, but you're still hitching your wagon to this offense. I mean, uh, the. Arthur William Smith, the offensive coordinator for them, it's it's so obvious. I mean, everybody was talking about it uh, for the announcing crew to people today. You can just buy their formation. You know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Deion Lewis ran the ball three times on his snaps that he split with um, uh, Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry ran the ball almost every single time. So it's like, well, if you know Derrick Henry's in the game, it's going to be a run. If you know that Deion Lewis is in the game, it's going to be a pass. And that's where we're starting. I mean, that regardless of who the quarterback is. I, okay, I so mean, why couldn't Cleveland read it? Are they just really bad? Mm, I think you've made a lot of sense there. I'm just now I'm extrapolating. It. I'm like, so what well, it's one of those. Cleveland? I mean, it's one of those things. They like, hey, you can do it till somebody gets tape on you. Nobody yeah, had tape on them to realize sense. that, that, that that's sense. what was happening in week one. So, I mean, right now... Um, I mean, what's appropriate ownership you guys think for A.J. Brown, since that seems to be the point of contention? Like, in what percent of leagues do you think? Zero percent of me's. Zero percent of Evans? Um, I, I Well, right now, he's probably owned in probably 64 percent of the leagues. There's a but guy what, on what should he be? Of... What should he be owned at? I would say 64 to 70. He's owned in 15 percent of leagues. Well, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. Okay. I'm right. Uh, all right. Mike, um, I'm going to see if I have A.J. Brown on my bench in any of the leagues we share. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pick up A.J. Brown and trade him to you. I oh. wish my opinion was that it should be somewhere between 15% and 64% because I wanted to jump in on this polarizing argument, but I'm like, ah, those are both kind of weird. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, I don't think so. I think A.J. Brown, you can wistfully drop him back onto the waiver wire because, I mean— We've seen time and again that you don't necessarily have to say, hey, somebody's going to do something in this in this offense because uh, not necessarily true. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> All right. Honey. Do you think if someone cut Derrick Henry's hair off, they could use it as a, a violent weapon? That thing is that is a thick set of braids. I was looking at that on the bench. That is or they cut to him and I was just like, man, that is. Yeah, that is a club that you could use there. All right, all right, guys. Players' jerseys. Guys, that's enough for two very bad teams uh, who didn't do much on Thursday night football. <laughs> that's around almost 20 minutes. Um, so, uh, news and notes. We talked about uh, Ben Breeze, Daniel Jones, uh, the Jets. We talked about all that, all that quarterback stuff on the bonus. So, if uh, you want to check that out, go ahead and go back to the bonus. Uh, big news today. We can't go a single section without talking about him. It seems like AJ Brown or AJ Brown. See what you guys did to me, Antonio Brown. Uh, was cut 
by the the Patriots. More bad nonsense came up this week, like I've said the last couple times. Just go look it up yourself. Um, a, Antonio Brown cut. I don't see him signing on with the team this year. So I mean, if you want to wait, uh, if you want to hang on to hold on to hope, go for it. But um, I would, in a more realistic sense, I wouldn't. Uh, if I saw him on the waiver wire, I, w- I, I probably would not stash him because I don't see him getting signed um, this year. Yeah. Are you, are you commissioner of any leagues? I am commissioner in no leagues, actually. Mike, are you commissioner? I need a, I need a commissioner. I need, I have one I have one league. And I'm sure Jeff can weigh in, too, because Jeff knows what's up. If I have a player and then he signs with the XFL, do I get those points? Nope. Well, especially not because the XFL is not going to be around until next year. Oh, fair enough. Dynasty? <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think you do. So, um, so you guys, I mean, uh, what are you guys doing with Antonio Brown? My well, policy. Oh, go for it, Mike. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, I. Well, he, I, I dump him. I, he ain't come. He's not playing this year. There's no way. So if you're in a redraft and there's no keeper value for you, cut it. For me, and I've said this. I had this pinned on our Discord. Fantasy football is a hobby. It's a hobby. It's like flying a kite. When I'm flying a kite, I don't want to worry about stuff like, is this kite guilty of sexual assault? <laughs> like, I want nothing to do with that. So I'm just, I'm just staying away. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he, I, I mean, you, if you kick and scream your way off of one roster and then two weeks later get cut from another roster, I don't see a GM that wants to take, <laughs> that's going to want to take a chance on you. Uh even if you're one of the best wide receivers of all time, which Antonio Brown arguably is and arguably might still be in that ballpark, you know, uh, he might still have that talent level, but I'm not dealing, I'm not putting up with that headache. So uh, if, if you look at it, like since, since like week 17 of last year, he's played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What was it? The New York Jets, the Oakland Raiders, the New oh, England yes. Patriots. No, he was a, he was a bill for like or six bill, hours. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I Buffalo forgot about bill. that. So like that's totally like four teams in, in like less than four weeks. He's he's been four regular season weeks that he's been on a team on World he, Tour. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. teams. Thirty-two teams in sixteen weeks. Let's go. So uh, what? Uh, before we move on to the rest of the news and notes, we got a lot to get through. Uh, how how uh, do you think uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden crack some beers and we're like, whew, really uh, sidestep that, that the real bad part of that problem. Well, yeah, I, I think my Mike Mayock, as soon as he heard, opened up his screen door and went running across his yard, flapping his wings. <laughs> like a kite. <laughs> like a kite. All right, guys, we're going to go through. We got a whole bunch of news and notes. Got kind of a uh, uh, a whole big rundown of injury stuff for this week. Um, I'll stop occasionally when I think there's something actionable to talk about, but we don't need to. There's like... 20 items here uh we'd be here all night if we talked about all of them individually uh keenan allen was limited in practice this week but he will likely play as he was not on the final injury report damian williams was quote limping considerably on thursday and was reported out he will not be playing on sunday uh the flip side of that Lashawn mccoy was limited uh with an angle injury and he's looking on track to play on sunday uh are we i know okay uh there's some way i could have forecast this turn of events Yes, if only there was a podcast telling you that Damian Williams is a jag running back with less than 200 carries across uh, five seasons. If only somebody was telling you that and to not listen to the fact that he had 10 touchdowns How in three games How many people got up in your business on Twitter about this? Like, put Every, a number to it. 
I I actually asked Jack, and he said every single person on Twitter was arguing with you about Darlington Thompson. The entire user base, the like 600 million or 700 million people, he said every single person on Twitter was arguing with you about him. And then he said, but you know, his role in the Chiefs offense provides for a lot of opportunity. I went, no, Jack. Well, because that's just a logical thing. If he said every person on Twitter and he's on Twitter, he has to then include himself. Well, that's what he realized. His reports don't include him, so he had to make it true. Um, So this weekend, they get the Ravens. Uh, Darwin Thompson, Daryl Williams are set to work with LaShawn McCoy in the backfield. I think this provides a window of opportunity for Darwin Thompson, but I'm not going to start him this weekend because of the, the Ravens. Am I crazy? Am I right? I think he's a dependent, situationally dependent flex. I think and the situationally could. is usually don't flex him. But sheer, I think there's plenty teams out there where they're like, yeah, this is not the worst play, dice roll ever. Yeah, sheer desperation is, is, a, is a circumstance. Mike, what about, what do you think? Yeah, I, I just don't see it. Uh, I see them, um, uh, unless, unless McCoy, who's supposed to be playing, is out as well. Uh, unless they're really forced into that pigeonhole, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it being anything other than a road, an RBBC. So, and and, and it's a passing team. So. Yeah. So, um, so the, I just think the the matchup's going to be bad. I just, I think it creates. Oh, sorry, I have a fact. I didn't. I totally stepped on you. This is a fact-free podcast. Okay, sorry. I hey, have an opinion. Take it, take it over to five thirty. <laughs> that has numbers in facts. it. I have an yeah, opinion. Yeah, you got facts. If you got facts, go call CBS. So my opinion is that yes. the Ravens have allowed more receiving yards to running backs than rushing yards to running backs. Gosh. I think – and uh, Darwin Thompson would take over the receiving back role more than Shady, so maybe. Um, and, um, I mean, neither Shady nor uh, uh, Damian Williams looked particularly good running the ball. So, um, you know, the the offensive line for the Chiefs isn't really getting that push. So I would hold Darwin Thompson just in case this creates a, a small crack, a small window of opportunity for him. But if he does bad on Sunday, you kind of have to expect that going against the Ravens offense in a, in a part-time role. That's, that's kind of my take on it. I have a question coming up for a question second, segment on this game that's really – Really interesting that I'm I'm going to save for that. Uh, All right, then let's hurry up and get to that section. So a bunch of guys showed up on the injury reports this week. Um, if you you know read about it, um, they might still be listed as questionable or whatever. But um, James Connor, um, with his knee, he was not on the final injury report. Josh Jacobs lost 10 pounds with an illness and had a, a hip injury, but he's not on the final injury report. He may be, you know, literally a little light on Sunday. Um, he might get smacked around a little bit. So, um. Jalen Richard, it creates a window opportunity against Minnesota, but I'm not really picking him up and playing Jalen Richard just because uh, Josh Jacobs was sick this week. Um, Cortland Sutton, rib injury, good to go. T.Y. Hilton, quad. Mike, you're more plugged in. He seems to be playing, right? Yeah, he should be. He should be good to go. Should be good to go. All right. And then um, who else we got that's good to go? Uh, Tyrell Williams showed up, but he wasn't on the final report. Um, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, Jimmy Graham, Sterling Shepard, Adams. Devontae Sorry, Adams. I just, I just did the injury report like okay. five minutes before the show started. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, those, those guys should all be available. Uh, Tevin Coleman's still out. Um, Devin Singletary is actually expected to be out. So, boys, big Frank Gore against Cincy, who just got uh, shellacked by the 49ers. Cincy is garbage. They're not a real team. Sure. I, I, think, I think Gore scores one touchdown at least. 
I think he scores also this weekend. I think he gets uh, 23 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I uh, think they just get up to a short, a, a, a good few touchdown lead and just ride the old man winter, you know? Yeah, just. What happens just, when Father Time battles Father Time? You <laughs> would probably need 27 carries to gain 80 yards. But, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But he's going he's <laughs> to like get 27 carries. That's the thing. He just might. Yeah, he just, I mean, uh, he just, he just might. All right. Um, lost my spot here. Uh, so Marlon Mack, he's questionable for this weekend. Um, Mike, again, you're the, the, the Colts fan. Um, you're more, you're more plugged in. You think he's going? Yeah, he'll go for sure. He'll go. All right. I said, Tevin Coleman's out. Jordan Reed's still out with the concussion. I'm to the, I'm of the opinion that he should probably retire. Uh, Jimmy Graham will be available. Deshaun Jackson is out. For the next couple weeks, but today Elliot Shore Parks, who reports on the Eagles, said that they might get Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard, who both have calf injuries, they might get them back for uh, for this weekend. So, um, are we are we slotting Alshon Jeffrey back into our lineups if he's hurt, or are we we playing the wait and see game? Not if uh, Ortega Ortega Whiteside is in. I'd rather uh, play Ortega Whiteside because Alshon Jeffrey did not practice all week. Uh, his questionable tag gives owners some optimism, but with all the other injuries, uh, Arthega Whiteside has a much better floor and probably the same ceiling. So if you have Alshon Jeffrey and you're thinking about whether or not to put him in, see if Arthega Whiteside's in your in your FA and you can pick him up. That's the safer play. That's got the same rewards. Mike, what do you think about that? I, I wouldn't. I, I hear what what Evan's saying. I think uh, if you look at production you're going to look at sort of deshaun jackson but the dude's a rookie so we really don't even know what if he can produce at, at that top level uh i i would not bench alshon jeffrey uh for jj arcega uh i would play him and then if you're if you're desperate and you need a flex play then maybe jj arcega but there's no way that um that he doesn't um uh, outperform arcega whiteside I'll bet you eight ounces of delicious beef jerky that Arthega Whiteside outscores Alshon Jeffrey this week. You got it, but how how nice. fan duel points or how are we gonna decide on on the score? I'll be the arbiter. I always say if when in doubt, go half PPR because it splits the difference and nobody's happy. Fair for me. And speaking of nobody's happy, someone's gonna be happy no matter who wins, because somebody's getting some good beef jerky. Heck yeah. yeah. Mike, half PPR okay for you? Yes, sir. All right. We'll see on Tuesday how that does. I'm writing that down. JJ, Sega Whiteside, greater than. Do we get an out if Alshon doesn't play? I, I would say if he's out for the game, if you know, if if either one of them gets hurt or doesn't play, then then it's probably shouldn't be a, a fulfilled bet. It's tough because my whole thing is, you know, Arthur Whiteside is going to play, so that's why I'm advocating for him. But I'll accept those terms. Okay, so um, if Alshon Jeffrey and JJ both don't end up being designated out at any point on Sunday, we'll say that's the rule. Half PPR, whoever scores more points. Uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside for Evan and Alshon. Uh, give 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 Mike the win if Arcega Whiteside for some weird reason doesn't start and Jeffrey does. I'll concede that because that if if he calls that, like okay, you get it, you win. All right, <laughs> you know what. I was going to be the arbiter of this bet, but Evan, I'm going to let <laughs> you be the arbiter of this bet. Cause no, I concede too much. Yeah, you concede everything. Mike, I think I think Evan just conceded the bet. He's like, you know what? If Alshon Jeffrey has two legs, I'll give it to Mike. <laughs> but anyways, uh, 
Evan's going JJ Arthago Whiteside, and Mike's going Alshon Jeffrey for this weekend. Have PPR. That's the provided they both play. Yeah. Yeah, provided they both play. So, um, all right. So just some long-term news. Tyreek Hill's arm is out of a sling, so he might be back soon. Um, I checked to see if you heard this bit of news. Uh, their bye is in week 12, so it's unlikely to be that thing where they keep him out for an extra couple weeks so they can get the free bye week in there to get him, uh, uh, um, you know, an extra week of practice before playing. So when he's good to go, he's going to be good to go. They're not going to play any games with uh, with that. Um a uh, little quarterback news. So Cam has been ruled out for Sunday. Kyle Allen did okay in limited time last year. It was a scrubs versus scrubs game in week 17. Um, but he did have um, a rushing touchdown um, against the Saints. And he threw 20 for 31 with two touchdowns. So um, if you're exceptionally desperate, I mean, he was my deep dive quarterback this week. But uh, I'm not starting him in two quarterback leagues over... I wouldn't have started him over Minshew or who else we got starting this week. Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen uh, for the bench, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Kyle Allen. Josh Allen, Kyle Allen for the Carolina Panthers, because Cam was ruled out for this weekend. No. Uh, Kyle Allen or Josh Rosen, which would you choose? Oh, the one who plays for a team that's trying to score. <laughs> okay, Kyle Allen, it is then. Um, all right, so in his in his second career start, David Njoku broke a wrist, going on IR. We're dropping everywhere, right? Well, well oh. what's timetable for being out. He's on the IR, so at least eight weeks. So at least eight weeks. Yeah. So best case yeah. scenario, you're getting him back. Account for the buy because it's eight games, I think, not weeks. So it's week twelve. <laughs> so best case, that's yeah. best case scenario. Yeah, he's yeah, I, yeah, he's done. <laughs> Cut him everywhere in, in, in redraft and depending on your keeper rules, but hang on to him in Dynasty. Uh, uh, the Lions cut C.J. Anderson. Uh, they signed Paul Perkins. Uh, Ty Johnson should uh, take over to help out with Carry On Johnson. This is a, a a an olive branch to Mike so he can talk about how Carry On Johnson isn't going to be a uh, a bell cow. <laughs> yep, well, it's coming up. <laughs> All right, so uh, um. I think uh, Ty Johnson does more than, than Paul Perkins there. Paul Perkins has had his time in the sun. We all had a mass delusion about him before the Giants drafted uh, Saquon Barkley. So, and Ty uh, Johnson had five carries for 30 yards last week. That's not he, something to ignore. Yeah, I was going to say, and Ty Johnson has literally the exact same height and weight as a carry-on. So he's going to be a true, like, he might be a true backup, but um, he might, you know, get a good amount of that load there in, in Detroit. So uh, before we get on to the week three previews i want to remind everybody of draft.com um relive the best part of the season which is your draft so what draft.com is is it's daily fantasy football well in football's case it's weekly fantasy football uh, you just go in you draft a team um doing a snake draft like you did in your uh season long leagues unless you're evan who exclusively does uh auction um but you pick a quarterback two running backs and two white wide receivers slash tight ends and that's it that's all you got to do for the week um It'll automatically uh, tally the scores for you, and uh, you'll see if you win. You can play in three-man contests. You can play in bigger contests, um, but none of the huge hundred-man tournaments because, honestly, how would that work? Um, so if you want to check it out, um, if you deposit 10 bucks, you can get a, a $3 uh, tournament token on us. Uh, the promo code is absurdity, or if you go to draft.com slash absurdity, make sure you drop in that promo code absurdity. Helps us out, helps us out a lot. Let's them know we sent you, and uh, you'll get an extra three bucks to play with. So, all right, gentlemen, week three. Can you believe it? It's already week three. It feels like it just started two weeks ago, huh? 
Yeah, no, it, it flies so fast this football season. Yeah, so if this isn't your first episode with us, thank you. Welcome back. Um, we have changed the format a little bit. So what we did was before we each were assigned a game, and we talked a good chunk about what um, – what we were looking for in that game. Well, it, it kind of turned into one of us monologuing while the other two there, uh, the other two sat quietly and did the podcast equivalent of nodding politely while the other person talked. So what I we're going to see. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we might have some more uh, crushed bladders in this one, but what we're going to do is uh, I mentioned it. Uh, we, before uh, we got 45 questions, 15 games, 45 questions. Each of us have three questions or three questions for each game. Each of us have one. So we're going to go ahead, get started, see how this goes. So if it's a little rough, this is our first time doing this. We're trying this out. So we're going to start out with Cincinnati at Buffalo. Uh, the, the 10 a.m. game, the over under on this one is 44 points. Uh, Buffalo are six point favorites. Uh, Mike, what do you what is your question? What are you looking for in this game? So what what I'm definitely looking for is is how Andy Dalton and his wide receiver crew is going to perform against the very tough Buffalo secondary. So surprisingly so, Andy Dalton's having a very good year. And uh, their their offense and passing is ranked second at this point. Um, Dalton's 343 yards per game. And, of course, the biggest beneficiaries have been uh, John Ross uh, and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's 182 yards and 18 catches thus far this year, even though he hasn't scored. And, of course, John Ross has three touchdowns. But um, it's gonna it's probably going to be a different story with that secondary, that Bill secondary, that seventh against the pass. And I'm wondering how – Who's going to sort of give uh, give way? Is it going to be that great offense, uh, passing offense with Cincinnati, or is the defense of the Bills just going to be too tough and just bully their way and have have their way with those receivers? So this will be a good test to see actually how good John Ross and Tyler Boyd work as a tandem. How good is the Bills' front four on defense? Uh, good question. Um, I don't know. Frankly, they don't have to be that good because Cincinnati is just – they got another lineman injured this week. Like, yeah, yeah they're, they're off. That offensive line is yeah. garbage. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people trade Boyd. A lot of people are scared. Really? Interesting. Interesting. I I just I, – what did you see what they were selling for? I mean, that that's a big question, I would say. Reasonable prices because it's still Boyd. Like, I wouldn't trade him. I think he's still – somebody's – Eddie Dalton can still throw somewhat decently with time constraints. So they're they're not they're not getting like flea market prices. They're getting decent prices, but I'm seeing it move a lot. A lot okay. of board people are getting okay. scared. And and so yeah, related to that uh that uh, offensive line question, uh Evan, you're you're wondering if uh something about Cincinnati running the ball? Can they? <laughs> <laughs> is it Frankly. is it possible? Yeah, uh Joe Mixon, back in uh, back in back in July when we were all young, starry-eyed people, I got him in the second round of the fishbowl, which I won last year, and I'm doing horrible. So like, I, I'm not wondering if are they going to move the ball on Sunday. I'm wondering is there a way the stars could align that they will ever be able to move the ball this season? They lost another offensive lineman. That's three or four starters that they've lost. And they weren't that great to start with. What do you think is going to – what do you – do you see a way 
that they will be able to move the ball consistently on the ground? And if so, what is it? How do I help make that happen? How do you make that happen? Uh, I would say bulk up about 100 pounds and travel over to Cincinnati and see if there's a job opening. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Evan just stopped listening after bulk up 100 pounds. He's like, you got it, buddy. I just had an idea for a movie. <laughs> it's your idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My question for this one, I'll talk about the the Bills. And it's, uh, does Josh Allen continue to roll? I mean, he he killed it down the stretch last season with his legs. Uh, people were saying, hey, you know, he can't continue doing that. Uh, he had a... Um, you know, a design touchdown run already this season, 17 attempts for 59 yards. He's among the league leaders in rushing uh, for quarterbacks, two rushing touchdowns. Does he keep it rolling um, on the ground or does he start to throw more uh, uh, touchdowns and everything to make up for uh, uh, not running the ball? Because he's got four touchdowns on the year, which uh, through two games is, is is it's it's OK, but only two of those are passing. And that's kind of a problem if you're looking to be a um a uh, quality quarterback in this league. And, um, you know, he may still can be continue to be the Konami code um, as it was coined um, uh, the running quarterback, getting you free points. But I want to see if uh, he continues to roll. And then we talked about him, the ageless wonder Frank Gore, the only guy to defeat father time. Uh, you know, does he, ru- does he uh, run back the clock um, against a Cincinnati defense that got gashed on the ground by the 49ers last week? That's kind of what I'm looking for in this one. Um, I mean, John yes, Brown, both. what's that? Yes to both. Yes to both. All right, I'll mark that down. As somebody Josh who's Allen somebody... is the feel-good story in fantasy. He's the feel-good story in Buffalo. Keep it going. Uh, keep Universe. it rolling. Something good has to happen. All right, we'll keep this one rolling. Uh, Miami at Dallas. <laughs> it's a 47-point over-under with the Cowboys as 21-and-a-half-point favorites. Mike, what, what? what? Oh, sorry, Evan, what? That technically means that I'm doing the quick math in my head. They think Miami is going to score at least 14 points, which is uh, bizarre. I think it was 35-12 is the implied implied total, or 36-11, something like that. It has to be a little better if we make 25, 1.5 points, though. So I was going with more 33-14. All right, Mike. Uh, I'm going to do the actual math here while Mike asks us his question. I'm gonna, Perfect. I'm going to figure it out. So basically, what I'm looking for is what, how well will uh, Prescott do now that Michael Gallup isn't, you know, isn't going to be there this week and won't be there for another maybe four weeks. So who's going to step up in Michael Gallup's place is Devin Smith, and he he did all right. He caught a 51-yard touchdown, Uh, so you know he does have capabilities, but. Can really Dak Prescott rely on someone that hasn't really shown much of anything? Uh, so I think I think the player that that is going to definitely benefit from from this is Randall Cobb. Uh, it would be nice to see him continue his his steady his steady play. He has a uh, 93 yards uh, and a touchdown on nine catches. And re- honestly, it doesn't really matter who who is the receiver for um, because they're playing against Miami and sad to say, uh, which I just learned this week that Miami dolphins is bad as they've been playing that their first two games have been at home. So they haven't even played on the road yet. And I, uh, yeah, yikes. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Got a couple people in the discord who went to both games and they keep posting like pictures and they're like, 
Oh, good lord, take me now. Oh, boy. Sorry, Mike, what were you saying about them being road dogs now? Yeah, I, I just I just think it's hilarious that they've only scored like 20 points. They haven't uh, even. And... No, they've scored 10, Mike. <laughs> 10? 10, because they yeah. scored 10 in week one and they got blanked last week. Oh, wow. 102 <laughs> to 10. Wow. So, yeah, I'm both at home. So it, it's just it, it, yuck. Yeah, and I want to apologize to our audience at home. I meant to hit the mute button when I coughed there, but I accidentally hit the uh, the volume off button. So sorry about that cough, everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been rough going for Miami. And um, I did the math. The official uh, implied total from this, which if you don't know what an implied total is, is if you take the over under and the the um, the odds. Uh, the money line, um, it will tell you what you, what Vegas kind of thinks the final score might be. It gives you a ballpark. Uh, Vegas on this one, final score of 34.25 to 12.75. So, Evan, we were both kind of – we were dancing around the ballpark. That's a fail on my part for not being able to do math in my head. I've had like three beers. It should be intuitive to me. Yeah. I, I, they always say you do get better at math the drunker you are. I think that's one of life's uh, truisms. So, Evan, um, other than uh, you know trying to see how many how much math you can do – um, after how many beers, which feels like an algebra equation. Oh, come uh, sit on one of my GRE <laughs> classes. Yeah, what? Uh, how many? It's like every ounce of beer you lose X percent of computing power. At, one po- at what point do you stop losing the brain computing power to answer this question? <laughs> so I took most of these quest games seriously. I just want to preempt with that. It's just the okay. second game. Uh, I'm done thinking about this game. Start all your Cowboys. Don't worry about Miami. If you had to spend two years of your life, Jeff and Mike, stranded on a desert island with one current cowboy, who would it be and why? Two years with a current cowboy? Sure. Uh, I would probably go... Uh, that's a good question. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup because I was going to say Gallup. <laughs> he, he sounds like he uh, he could be a horse, so you could ride through the the island and gallop your way through. So I went to DallasCowboys.com and there was ten best current players. So uh, oh, these are just how good they are. Uh, these aren't even current players. Um, I will go with um, I'm going to go. I don't know, Jason Witten, because he's correct. big big and beefy. The correct answer is Amari Cooper, because we could both spend at least two years complaining about the Raiders together. There you go. Also, a Cooper is, uh, a, they make and repair barrels. So, you know, he could help you out there. All right. For a real question about this game, uh, Josh Rosen is the starter. Uh, will Josh Rosen breathe any life into this offense? Spoiler alert, no. But as of right now, I looked it up, um, the... The Dolphins have one player in the top 30 at their position at any position, and that's number 28. That's uh, Mike Gesicki. Yeah, uh, victory. So, so I'm going to claim victory. I'm going to say technically I was right about Mike Gesicki. He is the most valuable Miami Dolphins player. So I'm going to take a victory on that one because technically I was correct. Justin Williams isn't top 30 wide receiver? No. God, this team sucks so hard. <laughs> it's because, um, you know, it's it's they just – they don't they don't move the ball. They scored one touchdown this year. So it's like, uh, yeah, Preston Williams was was 30, I believe, because, I mean, Preston Williams only has 87 yards this season. So, yikes. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, I will Josh Rosen breathe any life into this offense. Um, is this Kenyon Drake's last game as a, as a, uh, a dolphin, um, you know, every Caitlin Balazs got exposed for what we knew he was, um, last week. He's not a good running back. So, um, if they trade Kenyon Drake, they're really, uh, um, uh, going hard for the tank, I think. So, um, all right. Just remember, I was right about Mike Kosicki being the most valuable dolphin. That's all that that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And you might that's, be right about that. I I'm currently right about that. So I feel good. I'm take what what we're doing what I'm doing right now, Mike, it's what's called a victory lap. And I'm and nothing's ever going to change. I'm going to continue to be correct forever because I took the victory lap. It's you already over. took it on. <laughs> yeah, it's over. You can't take a victory lap before you win by its very definition. So so sorry about that. All right. Next game up Denver at green Bay. It's a 43 point over under green boys, green boy, green Bay, seven and a half point favorites. Mike, what are you looking for in this one? What's your question for this game? You know, I, I really want to know how, how good uh, Denver's passing game is And Joe Flacco is another one that, that might surprise people as much as Andy Dalton, because Flacco is not having a bad year either. Uh, I mean, I'll, both Flacco and and um, Andy Dalton are are two guys that were at the bottom of the barrel as far as draft choices this year, and both of them are doing pretty good. So, but you know, as the season goes on, uh, tougher teams you play, the more banged up you're going to get, and I think this is going to be a pretty tough situation for Joe Flacco. Uh, Green Bay has uh, NFL high five takeaways. Uh, they get after the quarterback, and they've only allowed 17 points. So th- this defense is, is no joke. They they are really good. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been the go-to guy for for Joe Flacco, and uh, but both Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton are going to have to step up to to help out this passing game. And I, I, I can see a lot. Royce Freeman, keep your eye on Royce Freeman. He's he's playing really well. In fact, he's playing better than Philip Lindsay. So if that continues, I can definitely see the fact that uh, Philip Lindsay's role starts to diminish. Uh, and so, yeah, I, uh, the best thing for, for the Broncos to do is to be able to pass that ball. And if they can move that ball through the air, then... They're going to be able to sort of play with Packers if, if they can, and the Packers just want swarm them and get after Flacco like they've been doing with everybody else. This is going to be a very short game, and Packers should dominate. Okay, I got to make sure I do this according to traffic regulations. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm rolling down my window here. I'm sticking out, doing the appropriate tan signal. Now I'm looking back. It's cool. Now I'm hitting reverse. Beep beep beep. Beep. Okay, I backed up the truck here. Two touchdowns in two games is doing pretty good for Joe Flacco. Yeah, well, if if you look at what what he he's doing as far as what we perspected M- moving him the ball, to do, yeah, it, it's it's like okay, so everybody put him as like one of the bottom bottom guys, right? Well, he's he's not throwing interceptions. He's he's um, oh, you're talking in terms of real life. I can I can get down with that. Yeah. Real life is yeah. Good. I thought he meant fantasy. Okay. Yeah, and and what they're doing with him is is they're not they're un-Joe Flaccoing him cuz Joe Flacco, you think about him, he's you you think about Joe Flacco throwing the bar ball, you know, 40 yards downfield to Torrey Smith every game 
or, you know, his other deep threats that he's had throughout his career. And that's not what they're doing with him. Everything is four, five, six, seven yards from the line of scrimmage. I'm just trying to trying to rein in the Joe Flacco-ness of Joe Flacco. Um, so, um, uh, Mike, I have a question for you. Uh, and Evan, I thought you were backing up uh, your statements about Emmanuel Sanders. I was very excited for a second. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's going to get injured for season. Any given time, dude. Flip the coin. All right. So, um, uh, Mike, I'll ask you a few questions about who you'd rather have rest of the season, just just to get an idea about where Manny Sanders sits for you. And for reference, for people listening, so you don't have to look it up, here's his stats through two games. 20 targets, 16 receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns. He also has um, – uh, he chipped in um, a few rushes, but that's that, that, that doesn't really matter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at 2018. He has not rushed the ball yet. So um, – so, yeah, he's averaging just over 90 yards a game and a t- touchdown per- through the last two games, and he's getting a ton of targets. So uh, let's see, uh, Mike, Manny Sanders or we'll say Curtis Samuel. Um, I'd go, and then we're, we're assuming that they both play 16 games, right? This is just who you would rather have for the rest of the season right now. Oh, if, wow. If you're, uh, the, if you're the Manny Sanders owner and this trade came into your inbox, what are you doing? Uh, I would reject it. Reject it. All right. So uh, Sanders and Will Fuller, which Will Fuller carries the same downside. Yeah, so. he does. Uh, I'm, I I would actually go Sanders. Okay. Sanders or Metcalf? Sanders or Met- Metcalf? Yeah. Oh, DK Metcalf. Um, No, Sanders <laughs> by far. Yeah. Okay. So Sanders or Pika Williams, Mike or Tyrell? I, I'd go Tyrell, actually. Ooh. Evan, you hear that? Did you think did you think going into the season that the Raiders would have a quality right wide receiver? <laughs> I'm sure. Not even when Antonio Brown was on the team. Um, sure. <laughs> all right, so so that kind of gives you. I mean, a, last year we had we had Jared Cook was our number one receiver, so I was like, I don't know, one of these guys got to do better than that. Better than. One of these guys has to do better than Jared Cook, which is a high bar to cross. All right, Evan. So uh, for this one, uh, I think we put the the Broncos to bed. I must get my question. It was about the Broncos um, as well. Evan, uh, you you want to know something about uh, Green Bay? And we already kind of yeah. have an answer to this, actually. Right. I just want to know: Can you keep using Aaron Jones heavily, like you should? What's the fear? Well, I don't know if they will, but they said that they're going to get uh, Jamal Williams more more snaps and touches this week. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But maybe that's a little uh, – the the eternal denial in me is like, oh, I see what you did. They're a little ruse when you're really <laughs> going to start Aaron Jones every time. So you're going to say the opposite. That's coach speak. A little, but that's really just me in denial. A little rope-a-dope. A little rope-a-dope for him. So, all right. Um, my question was about uh, Cortland Sutton. He had a great game week one, bad game week two. What's he going to do week three? I don't think he's going to do much given the Denver passing game, but we don't have to go in depth about that um, in the interest of time. Next game up, Atlanta at Indianapolis, 47 and a half point over under with the Colts as one point favorites, which after I put it in, I had to double check because that seemed like a very odd and specific uh, favorite um, at that point. So, um, Mike, uh, what do you want to know about your, your boys in blue and white? in this one well the first thing i want to know is that if adam and terry can can make a kick uh we'll, we'll, we'll see but um i want to know if he can get talked out of retiring two weeks in a row seriously yeah, that would be awesome right, right into the sunset yeah it, it definitely might be time uh 
the main thing though i i really want to know is when are they going to start using uh, jacoby Brissett's cannon for an arm and i swear it looks it looks just like andrew luck all over again in the first couple of games as far as we're just going to be really conservative really short passes and we'll use the running game and and then after week five we'll we'll open up the playbook well uh, that might that might have worked a little bit. It, well, in fact, it really didn't work at all. Um, they barely, because it's such a slow start, they barely made it to the playoffs. Well, they're one and one. They really should be two and zero. Oh after they, if Vinatieri can make field goals. But anyways, um, so I I really want them to open up the, this game with with Jacoby Brissett throwing deep and use that to their advantage. Uh, they, they might not even have fast receivers. I mean, T.Y. Ty, Hilton may be slow now. I don't know. But uh, Deion King should have some speed. Somebody. Somebody on that team should have some speed. And let's just go deep and see what happens because th- this little short game isn't working. Dude, we're short on time, and you're bringing up Deion King? Deion <laughs> King, man. <laughs> Mike loves the Colts, baby. They're his team. Yeah. I love Chester I love the Rogers. Discord whenever anyone asks a question about the Niners the call. It's like I'm like I'm just gonna at you guys because you guys know so much more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody in the Discord was like, uh, had a question about Tevin Coleman and, and uh, Evan was like, hey, can you just uh, take care of this because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be wrong. So um, Evan, you got a question about uh, Atlanta. Speaking of Tevin Coleman. Okay, Atlanta, you fixed the you fixed the long game. That's your bread and butter. That's your foundation. Can you put a roof on your offense by fixing your short game? Devonta Freeman, short passes, long runs. Austin Hooper, can you get him involved more? Let's let's seal it up and become one of the best offenses in the league, like everybody and doubly me thought you were. Uh, yeah, Devonta Freeman has been just an absolute just. I mean, disappointment doesn't even begin to just uh, to. to describe it as, as I was a big Devonte Freeman backer going into this year. Cause he had been a stud beast every year of his career until he got banged up last year. And then everybody was that talking. That was the main thing that tweaked my opinion. And, like, ah, yeah. And, and everybody was saying that he was running great. He was doing fine in camp. So we had no reason to be afraid of anything with injury and it's not injury with him, but this guy's got 19 carries in 41 yards in two games. And, um, you know, he's caught, six balls for uh, 54 yards, which is, you know, kind of saved your bacon. If you started him as somebody who has him in half my leagues, my bacon has been thoroughly saved by those, uh, you know, just not falling flat on my face, but it's bad. Well, I mean, you know, Smith has uh, nine less carries and 22 more yards than Devonte Freeman. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's bad. I mean, he might as well be Brian Hill out there. For as, as as much as he's doing to to hold off uh uh, uh or Ito Smith in this one. Yeah, and you know, it, it, I don't if Ito Smith was actually built like some kind of running back and could actually carry the ball in first and second down, then this he he might be surpassing Javante Freeman. But yeah, at this point, um, he, he, I I would I would actually feel. Uh, more for Devontae Freeman if Edo Smith was doing bad and the rest of running backs, then you could say, okay, maybe it's offensive line or it's this or that. But when you have someone that's completely dominating and another one that's a starter and it's not, then there's some issues going on there. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's rough. And I don't, 
I unfortunately don't have uh, much to add to it. It's just very disappointing um, as a as a, a dedicated uh, Devonta, Devonta Freeman supporter um, during the offseason. So um, moving on before I, I start to break down into tears. Uh, my question for this one is I have literally no question for this game. Um, I, I thought and thought and thought and, 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 and tried to figure one out, but you guys kind of took the questions that I had. So I wonder what Andrew Luck is up to this week. That's my question. I want to know what Andrew Luck is doing this week. Is reading he... sci-fi. He's reading sci-fi? His, his book club he started, He Dune was the first book. Oh, Dune was the first book? Oh, my God. He's probably going to be reading it for the rest of the season. Probably. Yeah, that thing's a beast. So, it yeah, is. that's my that's my question. What's Andrew Luck up to? Because I got nothing for this game. So, next game up, probably probably the best game of the week. The, the marquee matchup this week, other than Miami-Dallas. The the marquee matchup this week, Baltimore goes to Kansas City. The two best offenses in the league right now. 52-point over-under with the Chiefs as 6.5-point favorites. Michael, what are you looking for in this one? Well, it's sort of like the the same kind of game um, with the secondary. Where can the Ravens and their, and their defense back and their defense cause enough havoc for Patrick Mahomes to make errors and blunder. They, they definitely have that style of defense to get after them. They have the, the uh, corners to contain their, their explosive wide receivers. Uh, of course, it helps that Tyreek Hill won't be involved. So as much as if, if the Ravens can, can sort of contain those guys, then we could see the Chiefs actually lose the first game of the season. Yeah. Wow. Chiefs, yeah. I mean, it's definitely when you think about it, it's like okay, so both teams have a a, a check in the offense, but mm, only really the Ravens have a, a a strong check in the defense, and that's after losing so many guys. They've really uh, uh, performed pretty well this year. They let Kyler Murray get a lot of yards, but they they shored up in the red zone, which not sure if it's a Kyler Murray thing with the red zone or a a, a Ravens defense thing, but um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, we can see if the Ravens' defense uh, is up to the task. And Mike, it sounds like you think uh, think they are. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I I'm I'm kind of surprised by the 52 points, but uh, if 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 it's really like a 25 to 24 to 17 kind of game, then yeah, I I can see the Ravens winning this. Yeah. All right, Evan. What this, is your question, which I kind of uh, 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 pooped all over already? This had better be the best game of the season so far. I'm tired of this stuff. I'm tired of it. The 100th year anniversary opening game, Green Bay and Chicago, flopper. Uh, last week, the rematch of the season, St. Louis Rams, sorry, Los Angeles Rams against New Orleans Saints, crud. I'm tired of this. I want the game to be good that I expect to be good. It had better be good. If not, why? You need to fix that, NFL. I'm tired of that. Uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, defensive coordinator called this the next Manning Brady, the next Allie Frazier. Now, that's ridiculous. Okay, by the way, this guy's name is Don Wink Martindale, which was an old game show host. And I had to look up his age because I'm like, were you not around during Allie Frazier? Allie, I... I used to box very badly, but uh, Ali is my favorite <laughs> Evan, Evan, athlete that, of all that's time. Called get, that's called getting bullied. Athlete, <laughs> no, I used to do in the ring for, for rent money. But, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Ali Frazier, because they pay you even if you lose. So Ali Frazier, 
this is not Allie Frazier. What is wrong with you? But still, at the same time, I'm tired of these games getting hyped. And then they turn out to be complete cold dead fish. Please, just make this game good. Otherwise, the NFL needs to stop acting like they don't have a problem with these hyped games getting just punked. Very impressive to to have your uh, question in the form of a very long statement, but <laughs> it is. God, so <laughs> emotional. Yeah, it was, that was that question was a very long statement. Um, my question for this one is: uh, the Chiefs wide receivers, the new risk reward shell game, the uh, the Bella chicanery uh, running backs, the Shanahanigans. Uh, running backs because through three games this year, you got Demarcus Robinson, 172 yards and two touchdowns last week after getting two targets and one reception in week one. You got Nicole Hardman, no catches in week one, four for um, 61 and a touchdown. And he should have had a 72 yard touchdown on top of that. And after, like I said, nothing in week one. And you got Sammy Watkins who actually got more targets last week than he did in week one. Um, last week he had 13 targets. He had 11 in week one and he had 49 yards and no touchdowns last week and 198 yards and three touchdowns in week one. So, I mean, it's kind of like the defense picking their poison over who they're going to have beat them. So I wonder if the, my question for this one is, uh, um, are the, uh, chiefs, uh, wide receivers, the new shell game that you, you, you kind of chase around and you never have the right answer. Uh, the classic, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, yeah, running, running, running back, back as it will. Well. So uh, next game up for this one is going to be Evans near and dear to his heart. Uh, actually, play to Marcus play, Robinson. Play to Marcus Robinson. I yep. have the Marcus Robinson starting in my uh, league where I desperately need to win. So I hope you're right, Mike. Um, the team that used to be near and dear to Evans' heart, but only uh, uh, does the Kali Ma from uh, Temple of Doom to it now to him. Uh, it's uh, the Raiders at the Vikings, 43-point uh, over-under, Minnesota 8.5-point favorites. Um, Mike, pretty good question on this one because uh, uh, I, I think it, this game might mostly be limited to what your question uh, is doing. So, yeah, basically I think this game is going to come down to which team runs the ball better. Will it be Dalvin Cook or Josh Jacobs? Well, you hear Dalvin Cook. He's a great running back. Uh, he's just blowing apart everybody's defense. But you have to look at the teams that Dalvin Cook has has been playing, and there there haven't been really that those teams that are really great against against the run. Uh, Atlanta is like one of the worst, and then Green Bay, even though their secondary and their linebackers are really solid, they they don't they don't very they're not very good at shoring up the run, so they're really bad. Well. The Raiders, they got a pretty good run defense. I, I think they're 11th in, in the NFL right now against the run. So I, I really like Dalvin Cook, but this is going to be his toughest matchup in three games. Uh, as far as the rookie goes, uh, I I think he's I'm, – I'm a little worried. I, I Him losing 10 pounds in just like a couple of days, I don't know what he had, but maybe food sickness, but – that's a lot of weight to lose uh, in such a short time. I'm worried about dehydration, um, those kind of things. But if he is full, fully at health, then uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, run defense isn't uh, top-notch. They, I think they're about the 20th in, in the NFL. So even though Dalvin Cook is, is a great running back, then it's, I think it's going to be a lot closer. And then the Raiders are going to really need their running game to, to work. So uh, – I think this game is going to be really interesting and it's going to be decided by the run. 
All right, Evan. You're looking for some uh, uh, husbandry advice here, it looks husbandry like. Husbandry advice is a great way to put it. I mean, <laughs> open. man, I, you're one and one. That's great because you had a flop matchup and you had a hard matchup. This is the medium matchup. You've got to bend but maybe break if you keep pushing them defense. Do it. Beat them. I don't care if it's in fantasy or real life. Do something. I just want to know what kind of animal do I got to sacrifice on a scale from worm to human for you guys to break this game right? Either in terms of fantasy, where I guess the I just puked up 10 pounds of body weight, running back goes forward and gets over his groin injury, or, or you win. Just tell me what I got to do. It's been 17 years. I just tell me which animal I got to sacrifice to make this happen. Evan, I would just go the traditional route and go with a uh, sacrifice of Jerry Rice. I've got a goat here. Yeah, there it is. Right. You got it. All right. So, um, so my question on this one is, uh, can uh, Kirk Cousins right the ship, um, or will it be a, just a complete disaster all season long in the passing game? And I'm not confident that uh, he can right the ship. He has 42 passes, pass attempts now after. Uh, passing the ball 10 times in week one. And guess what? Week two wasn't much better than week one from a fantasy standpoint. So uh, I need to see if, uh, uh, if uh, for those desperate hangers on of Kirk cousins in one quarterback leagues, if it's uh, uh, the last stand for him, uh, the good news is Diggs and Thielen aren't in danger of going anywhere. Even if Kirk cousins is bad, because they, they have something ridiculous like over 80% of the team's air yards, which are the only two players to have that high of a percentage. Most are around, you know, the the top tandems are in the 60s and they're way up there um, in the 80s because they don't have anybody else to throw the ball to. They have Kyle Rudolph. They worked out Jordan Matthews but couldn't work out a contract with them. Um, you know, they kicked the tires on Josh Doxson. But um, really, it's it's a question of is it time to move on from Kirk Cousins if you're stashing him anywhere? I like I said last week, I drafted Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston in uh, my longtime league for my quarterbacks. I was pumping my fist. I was psyched. And now I have one quarterback on my roster, and it's Josh Allen. And I traded DJ Chark to get him. So I, I even had to give up something big to get uh, the one guy. So I've already cut bait on Kirk Cousins, but I can see some people having a little bit more faith in him, maybe in like a 14-team league. But it, it might be, you know, it, it might be too much of a headache for what the limited upside might be. Um, next game up. Uh, almost as uh, big of a you-know-what show, but a bigger spread than Dallas-Miami. Uh, the Jets, on starting their third quarterback in three weeks, um, travel to New England uh, to get buzzsawed. It's a 43.5-point over-under, with the Patriots as 22.5-point favorites. Two projected three-touchdown wins this week. Absolutely insane. Absolutely bonkers. Um, they, those would both be you know in the top, like, I don't have the odds in front of me, but I would guess those are both in the top 50 point spreads of all time. Like those, those are insane. So, uh, Mike, uh, what's your question this week for Jets Patriots? Well, first of all, we both know that this is just going to, like you said, be a buzzsaw. It's it's 20. When you look at 22.5, you, you're my mind just automatically look, thinks of college football because that that's how bad this like point spread is but yeah uh, it, it's it's horrible so i i just want to have a little fun with it and my, my question is which which will uh levy bell's category fill up more will it be the rushing yards or his receiving yards uh, there's really not much difference between both at this point but 
it, I, I, I can definitely see the Jets because they are down, you know, whatever they're going to be down, um, according to the point spread. I could see, you know, a lot of passes go towards Le- Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and it, I'm, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with receiving yards this week. Le'Veon Bell will have more receiving yards than rushing yards. I think so, too. He was just bashing into the line on Monday Night Football. It was not a it was not a sight to behold. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I think more receiving yards than rushing yards in this one for uh, Lev Bell. Evan? Uh, <laughs> my question is, we got New England against a tomato can that's so tomato can it could have been painted by Andy Warhol. Why can't I just plug in and play New England's top two running backs and top three wide receivers? This should be a production gets all game for everyone. But so was Miami and the wide receiver three and the RB2 starved. What happened? Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. That's what I'm wondering here, Jeff. Yeah, I, I just don't I, – I saw your question, and I was like, why is he so upset the wide receiver three didn't get production? <laughs> I started Dorsett. Nice question. Dorsett in week one had two – didn't he have two touchdowns? Or did you stop start him last week? Just last week. Oh, well, there's That's your problem. Down. Why? They're going to cut Bell. They're going to cut a, – a, a, they're going to cut A.B. He's not even going to play this week. I was just one week off, and my notes are dumb-itis. <laughs> <laughs> Nostradamitis. That's uh, in, in inflammation of the Nostradam for those of you uh, who aren't doctors like me. Is that um, in the back of the throat? I mean, it, I think it's just difficult. I For three wide receivers, it's hard to... This is my take on it. It's hard to reliably be like, okay, this is a third wide receiver from a team that I'm going to want to start. I mean, you've got, you've got exceptions, but the exceptions kind of prove the rule. Like, uh, you know, for the first 12, 13 weeks... Um, you know, the, the Rams guys. Yeah, those guys. But I, 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 you're not getting production out of wide receiver three. I think that should kind of be a dart throw anyways. Because, I mean, um, you know, if everybody on the – okay, if the if you want the wide receiver one, two, three, and running back two, one and two to all produce, you're looking at a baseline of what, like uh, five touchdowns, four touchdowns. I mean, you're looking at a – huge game and it all being kind of distributed evenly so the running back two is kind of frustrating but you know the wide receiver three like eh, things happen things happen i'm not worried about a wide receiver three not not uh not producing and so, um is, is it a full house it's a full house yeah uh it is Matching uh, running backs three wide receivers i see three what you wide did receivers there. you know <laughs> Dan- danny jesse and joey those are the wide receivers with those rambunctious little girls Different full house reference. Game is making me angry. Let's do another one. (laughs) All right. Uh, My question is, it's more a rhetorical question. Are we out on all Jets but Le'Veon Bell? I would say yes. All these people like being like, should I trade something for something else plus Robbie Anderson? And I'm like, just delete the Robbie Anderson, and this is a better trade. I desperately need a wide receiver. I desperately need a wide receiver in a league. That is the only reason. Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose Jeff? That is the only reason why Jeff hangs on to Robbie Anderson, whom he was big on for valid reasons in the issue there. Season, that's for sure. Uh, oh, and Jeff's back now. Uh, yeah, I explained. Yeah, I'm back now. Problems. Sorry, I had a t- so, I had a technical issue. Sorry that's about fine. that. That's fine. I I, I knew what you were going to say. We're simpatico. That's how much we do this show. 
<laughs> All right. So next one up is Detroit at Philly, 47 point over under. Uh, Philly are six and a half point favorites despite starting the Santa Claus that they threw snowballs at um, at a wide receiver. So, Mike, what's your question on this one? And you're already I already see what it is. You're disparaging my boy Get it <laughs> over with so we can move on because you hate carry on Johnson. I don't hate carry on Johnson. I'm just going to be right about about this sooner or later this season. Everybody's going to be starting talking about, well, Carryon Johnson's not getting the carries. Carryon Johnson is is blah, blah, blah. Is Carryon Johnson a bell cow? No, he is not a bell cow, okay? Um, they cut C.J. Anderson to save money and brought in Paul Perkins because Paul Perkins, A, costs less and can do the same job that C.J. Anderson can. T.Y. Johnson might be a better running back than Carryon Johnson. We shall see. But no, we will not see. He is not a better. I'm not allowing that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that is heinous nonsense. Jeff even Ty, allowed to impersonate him, and he's not say, allowing this. That's just bar. <laughs> to say Ty Johnson, to say Ty Johnson is a better running back than Carry On Johnson is just insanity, Mike. I will not allow that. I'm striking it from the record. When it comes but, to what Mike's saying, I think the, I think it was the Renaissance poet Chaucer who said, my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. Carry <laughs> on my wayward Johnson. And if you look at this, uh, carry on Johnson, 28 carries, 90 yards. Well, 90 sounds like a lot until you say 3.2 yards per carry average. No touchdowns. No, I got, I got, I didn't. It didn't sound like a lot even before I did the math. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that sounds like some Frank Gore stuff. It, it, it is pretty Mike, much. Frank Gore. Mike, let, let's cut to the quick. Tell me how great Ty Johnson's been on his six carries this year. 36 yards. 36. Six carries. Six, six carries, carries. 36 yards. A 6.0 yard per carry average. Six, six carries. Yeah. And you're and you're leaving out. Uh, how many receiving touchdowns does Ty Johnson have? How's his receiving? numbers doing he's actually doing pretty good i mean he's doing nothing he has two passes <laughs> for six yards come on well if you compare that to carry on johnson's four he has double he has four, amazing he has four receptions he had a 36 yard touchdown he had four he has four receptions for 60 yards on the air and a touchdown he had a 34 yard touchdown or he'd have a goose egg in the touchdown column as well he has goose eggs in the TD column, and he's rushing for 3.2 yards per carry average. He's Frank Gore. So my question is, Philadelphia's wideouts, why are people starting them? Alshon Jeffrey, you got to be a sucker to start that guy. Evan was tired of this. <laughs> I just wanted to roll the Mike Dogpile into the next thing. Yeah, why would you start Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey, Whiteside. And I'm also, also, I'm, when I point a finger at Mike, I'm pointing three fingers back at me, and I'm like, you know what? I actually did make a bet on Philadelphia's wide receiver. One, my question was, why is anyone starting anyone? Huh? Huh, Evan? Why did you do that? Evan. And uh, you know, maybe there are there is a a particular uh, Eagles wide receiver that you might want to start this week. Uh, we'll get into that in the DFS section. My question. I, I have to. I have two questions. I have to modify the second question with new information that I just received. First question, why are people disrespecting Matthew Stafford so much? QB5 on the season, number four in, um, uh, I'm sorry, number 
five in touchdowns, number three in passing yards, number seven in rushing yards. He is solid every year except for one year, and he's off to another great start. And people still aren't picking him up, still aren't owning him. He's a free space in the the sleeper column every week, which I'm not arguing about, but there's always one player every year that's a a, 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 a free space. Uh, with TJ Hawkinson, and, and who did nothing last week, um, we'll see how he does in, in, in week three. And Danny Amendola, and the dynamic pass catcher of Carrion Johnson, and the four catches competent <laughs> pass catcher of T- ty johnson and who are, Kenny these strawmen? who are these strawmen that are not on matthew stafford's matthew He's, i broke my back in 2018 stafford's bandwagon the strawmen the strawmen who don't own him in any leagues those are the those are the strawmen. I What's mean, he's ownership. Let me if you don't 50, know, let me do it. It's right. gone up. It's exactly fifty percent now. I love that you know that off the top of your head. Nice hosting. <laughs> it's exactly fifty percent now. It, I, when I wrote the sleepers piece, it was like forty six, forty seven. But I mean, it's it's half of leagues don't own a top five uh, quarterback that's going up against a Philadelphia team that's allowed three touchdowns in, to to uh, quarterbacks in each of their two games this year and has allowed seven hundred passing yards through two games. Like, why are only half of people starting Matthew Stafford this week? It doesn't make any sense. He says right before Matthew Stafford gets four interceptions and throws for 170 no, I'm, yards. I'm on board. I'm on board. That's my, that's my question. My second question I have to modify, and it's 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 more a rhetorical question. It, it There's a different name in the document, but why is Mike trying to make Ty Johnson a thing? That's my second question. Six carries, 36 yards. Six carries! Six carries. Devin Singletary is my rookie of the year prediction, and he only has ten carries. But he has of course, like half of them have been for over fifteen yards. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say he's got on those on those five carries. He, I mean, he's got. I'll, I'll say he's doing slightly better than Ty Johnson. So well, our, and look at this. Carry carry on Johnson has been targeted five times and he's caught four. Nice. That means he's dropped one. Ty Johnson awesome. two mm-hmm. targets two catches. He hasn't dropped any, baby. No small sample size error here. All right, we're gonna move on to the next game while I, while I research Carry On Johnson until Mike how wrong he is. Uh, next game up, Carolina at Arizona. It's our first uh, afternoon game. Arizona two and a half point favorites, um, forty four point over under. It's gonna be Kyle Allen's second start. It's gonna be Kyler Murray's third start. Uh, the Kyle versus Kyler Bowl. Uh, Mike, what do you what what's your question? What are you looking for in this one? So basically what I'm looking for is the wide range of the Arizona Cardinals wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Demaria Bird, who, if uh, you guys are listening, listen up real quick. Demaria Bird, radar love, baby, because this guy is is coming on strong. Um, Keyshawn Johnson, Fresno State boy, yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Carolina Panthers receiver DJ Moore, Curtis Sam- Samuel, Greg Olson, and Jarius Wright. My biggest question is, whichever squad has the most catches and yards and touchdowns will be the winner of this game. Radar Love was a 1973 hit from the band Golden Earring. Golden Earring? I did not get the reference, so I Googled it. Wait, I thought Radar Love was from the 80s. Hold on. This was from back when Mike and I were alive. Yeah, we were, we were kids at that time. I was a negative five-year-old kid, but still, counts for something. <laughs> ah, yeah, see, it was covered by White Lion in 1989. Fair enough. 
that was a bad Got it. You machine gunned our dinosaur rock knowledge. That's right. I machine gunned it for hair metal. Um, I'm going to go with the Mike to answer your question. I'm going to go with the wide receiver core that has Larry Fitzgerald, who is the wide receiver equivalent of Frank Gore, but still good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Evan, uh, you want to know a little bit about a quarterback in this game. I'm guessing it's not Kyle Allen. Kyler Murray's going to flip out one week. You know this. I know this. Is it going to be this week? When are you going to make that QB1 jump? We're not like, oh, Kyler Allen. Kyle, sorry. Oh, Kyler Murray, you're so good. You threw two touchdowns. When we're like, Kyler Murray, you freaking ran for like 100 yards and tossed three touchdowns. When is it going to happen? It's going to happen one of these weeks. And I want to be able to predict it for fantasy purposes. I want to be able to predict it for going to Vegas and getting rich purposes. Do it. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Mike, you our, coming? Our destination draft next year is going to be Heck in Vegas. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. All right. Come so, to my destination uh, draft next year. I'll be in Vegas. Hey, maybe. We'll you see. You don't have to be in it. Just come hang out and get drunk with us. Oh, I don't drink. Um, eat a bunch of beef jerky with us. <laughs> I'll get drunk on jerky. Yeah. I just I have this picture of, of we're all in a club with bottle service and we have you know the bottle of champagne and everything and Mike has in a in one of those champagne buckets just a bag of jerky <laughs> <laughs> just in, behind the velvet rope. That guy's the coolest guy in this whole club. <laughs> all right, so uh, my question kind of piggybacks on Evans and it's uh, will Kyler Murray actually start running the ball? That was one of his big uh, his uh, big uh, things. Uh, going into the season um, because uh, oh, I'm on carry on Johnson's page. No wonder these numbers, do, these numbers are just absolutely fascinating how good they are. Um, but Kyler Murray hasn't really run the ball this season. He's thrown relatively well. Like he's thrown for over 300 yards in both his games, which is nice to have. But like I said, rushing was supposed to be part of his game and he's got, I mean, he's got a, a Ty Johnson esque six, six carries this year, just a completely unusable number of carries. <laughs> hey now. Six for he is uh, and he's uh, half as good as Ty Johnson, which makes him a quarter as good as Carry On Johnson. So six uh, six carries, seventeen yards. When that was supposed to be a big part of his game, I wonder if it's um, Cliff Kingsbury like trying to protect him to start the season, saying, "Hey, I know your instinct is to run, but you're not going to get any better if every time things get bad, you just run." So I wonder if he's he kind of has that conflicting thing where he he uh he wants to run but you know his coach is telling him not to or if he just like evan saying when will he let loose when is he going to get his 100 yard rushing game like when is he going to get his lamar jackson last week game where he rushes for over 100 yards throws for 250 um so that that's what i'm that's that's what i want to see happen i want to see kyler murray actually run the dang ball i also want to see secondarily uh how much of this offense was maybe being held down by Cam Newton for the Panthers? You know, because we're going to have another guy in there. It's a not a great defense. And if he balls out, you know, Cam hasn't looked great. Uh, maybe they rest him, let him come back at, uh, you know, at a leisurely pace. Oh, are you saying he's going to replace Cam and Cam will never start again? Sure. You know what? Let me let me put what I'm saying through the uh, the uh, Colin Coward machine. Beep, through the boop, telescope boop, 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 boop. through the Colin Coward machine says Cam is toast and he's going to go join Andrew Luck in Malibu uh, re- uh, drinking uh, margaritas and reading Dune on the beach. That's my wife's favorite book. Uh, I, I'm actually agreeing. I I really can see Cam Newton being out for another three or four weeks. 
Yeah. And Kyle Allen coming in and moving this offense. And they're like, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for the memories, bud. Um, you didn't ball out when it was a Super Bowl and you could have jumped on the fumble. But no. Um, so bye bye, Cam Newton. Adios, Cam Newton. All right. Next game up is going to be. The Giants travel to Tampa Bay for two of the sloppiest teams in the NFL playing. It's a 48-point over-under with the Buccaneers as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Mike, what are you looking for in this one? And I think what, what you're looking for is the most missing person in all of the NFL last week. I'm putting up, I'm putting a name on milk cartons, man. Put them up in the post office. Yeah, th- that would be a good start because that's probably where you're going to locate him. In, in, honestly, if you look at O.J. Howard's uh, statistics, they're not all that impressive. I, I, I shared that with you, Jeff. You, you, didn't, you didn't really really agree with me, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait, 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 wait. You said they're not that impressive? They're not that impressive. I thought you were saying they were impressive. No, no, not that's at why all. I was like, that's why I was like, Mike, I don't understand what you're telling oh. me. <laughs> yeah, so Evan, Mike texted me about, he's like, I don't understand this O.J. Howard thing, like this, that, and the other. I was like, I thought he was saying that O.J. Howard was doing well before he got hurt. And I was like, uh, no, or before last week, like in week one, he was trash. So I was very confused about what Mike was telling me. And I was like, okay, bud, whatever you say. <laughs> so, okay, we do agree then that he's, he's basically, if you look at his, his, uh, Overall statistics, uh, he's he's pretty much on pace from what he what he normally does, and which has pretty much been nothing for uh, the last two seasons, which is he's been around. For instance, uh, if you just look at say his touchdowns, um, he had five in 2018, six in 2017, his rookie season. He has zero now, but I mean he could probably catch two in a game. And then most most telling, I think, is the receptions. Uh, 26 in his rookie year, 34 last year. So he's about to blow both those out of the water with the four he has thus far in just one game. And they play the Giants. So the Giants uh, give up the six most, most points to the tight end. And if O.J. Howard cannot show up and is an MIA, it's either because he sucks um, or he's just not going to be involved in the offense uh, with, with Bruce Arians. But whatever the case may be, I think you're going to see a big drop, uh, and you should, in his his availability. So he's probably going to go from maybe a top five tight end that pretty much people projected him as. Uh, he's probably already dropped quite a bit by now, but I, I could see him being not even starting. If he can't, if he can't uh, get anything against the Giants, you might be looking for another tight end to to be your normal starter. Yeah, and um, I heard a great statistic today um, that he OJ Howard take the name off the back of the jersey, and all you need to know is that he is blocking on more than fifty percent of his snaps, which is wow. not what you want from a tight yeah. end that you're trying to start in fantasy. So. I got him in a dynasty league. If it wasn't a dynasty league, I would probably ditch him by now. But, you know, I'm going to hold on O.J. Howard, obviously, um, in a dynasty league. Um, Evan, you got any O.J. Howard anywhere? Any Orange Juice Howard? Yep. A couple leagues that I drafted in uh, July before I ranked uh, Evan Ingram above him. 
Oh yeah, see that Evan Ingram OJ Howard split was was a uh, was a, a a narrow split for me in the in the towards Evan Ingram. I'm kind of glad I went that way. Uh, uh, Evan, Evan Ingram had a kind of a bad game in week two, but uh, had not nearly as bad as OJ Howard, obviously. <laughs> and they well, fired the quarterback for not throwing it to him. Yeah, that that could be a problem as well. Um, I I actually well, got him solution. in my I got what he was he was on Howard was on fire last year for a couple games and Ingram was sucking and I actually got offered uh I had Howard and I got offered Ingram for Howard uh so I got lucky on that one there are two uh unusual narratives I found this season I've been playing for 19 years and the two are uh number one quarterbacks why are they dying faster than running backs but the narrative that's relevant here is there are some teams you can follow around to score easy fantasy points. And I'm wondering if the Giants are going to enter that pantheon of the Miami Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals. Who am I missing? Tennessee Titans. There's, there's things where I'm like, just follow them around, pick up whoever, trade for whoever. You can get some points. Um, yeah, I mean, they might be, their, their defense is really bad. So it's one of those things where they might be a team that you, you're going to want to target. I mean, um, I'm, uh, I'm hoping for Mike Evans bounce back this week. Um, but, uh, that's not really what I'm looking for. Cause Mike Evans has had the targets and everything. He just hasn't come down with them. Cause, um, you know, Jameis Winston has a perpetually broken brain. My question is, and it's a statement. It's actually two statements. Okay. It's actually the same statement twice. Danny dimes. Danny Dimes. Great nickname. I love it. Danny Dimes. Well, Daniel Jones. No, my dog is very upset about something. Probably somebody else existing in the world because that's usually what upsets her. But I want to know how bad, kind of like Cam Newton, how bad Eli Manning was holding down this offense. Now, they get Sterling Shepard this week, too. So not exactly an apples to apples approach. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, what this does for Evan Ingram, what this does for Saquon Barkley, what this does for the passing game. Can Danny Dimes rejuvenate them? Or will we fumble the ball twice and we get uh, Eli Manning in the second half? That's <sighs> skin pressing. Can we move yeah. on? Yeah. All right. Next game up. Houston at the LA Chargers. Uh, it's a 48 point over under. Chargers are three point favorites. Mike, you have a wide receiver question. I can tell you the answer right now, but I want to say I want you to say the question so I can give you the answer. Okay, so I, I was looking and I wanted to do a sort of a head-to-head thing between uh, Keenan Allen and one of the wide receivers for the Texans. So I thought first I thought okay DeAndre Hopkins, and then I'm like, well, that, that's probably too much of a of an over over for DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm like, okay, well, who's next? And Will Fuller. So on the year, Will Fuller has six receptions for 109 yards. Well, Keenan Allen on the side has uh, 16 receptions for 220 yards and one touchdown. So uh, I, I just chose not to do Will Fuller. Okay, I was gonna say and fight the scarecrow. Come on, and and do DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins has 13 receptions, 151 yards, and two touchdowns. So pretty much even head to head. So my question is: Is DeAndre Hopkins and you two guys can answer it as well? My is DeAndre Hopkins going to be the the guy that's going to have the most 
most overall statistics, yeah. or will it be Keenan Allen? Oh. I am I'm feeling spicy. Um, you mentioned earlier about uh, uh, who was it that got sacked a whole bunch of times already this year? Marcus, uh, Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Deshaun Watson has been sacked at least four times. I saw a statistic in at least eight or he's been sacked at least eight or four times in eight straight games. So I'm thinking going up against Joey Bosa, this defensive or this offensive line. Can't spell Tunsil or Turnstile without Tunsil. I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe Deshaun Watson gets hassled all week, uh, all game, and and the flip side isn't necessarily true because I know it's J.J. Watt on the other side, and the Chargers' offensive line isn't that great. But I'm feeling spicy. I'm gonna say that, you know, I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. I'm I'm actually gonna go Kenan <laughs> Allen, going with the number one wide receiver and a hot. Take. Yeah, uh, buddy. I'm, I went. I went hot. I'm going take. with Keenan Allen. I'll be different, and I, I really think that Keenan Allen is going to outperform. And you know what? After I I yelled you down last week about Raheem Mostert and D- David Johnson, I'm going to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have that one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Look stupid two weeks in a row. <laughs> so speaking of looking stupid, uh, Mike or Evan, what's your question for this one? I love how you Freudian slipped Mike. <laughs> Let's call Freudian slit Mike there. Uh, is nope. Is uh, Mike Williams? What do you gotta do to make you guys realize he's droppable? He had 83 yards. That's not enough. Nobody else was getting thrown to. Come on, drop Mike Williams. 83 yards last week. Yeah. And he was and he was hurt. I okay. I'm I'm gonna. And he was hurt. That's an argument for not dropping him. Cool. I've never heard that one before. All right, that brings me to my question. What did Mike Williams do to you to hurt you like this? Actually, you know, I have an actual expert here in to uh, talk about Mike Williams. Uh, Here you go. Wait, if I do it. He pooped a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Oh my God! Oh boy! Um, okay, I think I, uh, I I'm I think that'll put Houston and the Chargers to bed. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, next game: uh, Pittsburgh at San Francisco, 44 point over under. Niners are six and a half point favorites. Mike, what's your question in this one? My first question is, what, where did this the San Francisco 49er defense come from? I, I, I want you to sort of feel in that, Jeff. And then uh, my, my real question I want to find out is, how good is Mason Rudolph? And uh, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll find out uh, when he plays the San Francisco defense. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you want to know where the defense came from, um, I mean, if you're not following the team, they bring it up on broadcast sometimes, but uh, they have uh, Nick Bosa, uh, Solomon Thomas, uh, Eric Armstead, and uh, DeForest Buckner, who they've all draft they've drafted all those guys in the first round in four out of the last five drafts, um, and then they added D Ford, and then they got a huge steal, Fred Warner, um, and I believe the 
third round, I want to say. Um, and then you toss in Richard Sherman, and then uh, we won't talk about the safeties. And Akella Witherspoon isn't playing bad. It's the reason that their defense is suddenly good is that they invested a lot in the defense, and it's fine. It, it's finally all coming to fruition at once. That that's why it's this out of nowhere thing. Also playing against um, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston certainly doesn't look, hurt how, how, how good you look um, on defense um, in the first couple of weeks. Mike, how into you uh, Texas tech college baseball are you? Texas tech there, they are, they were pretty, they were pretty good. They were, went to the semifinals. I was wondering because in the uh, doc here, you typed in how good is Mason Randolph? And I had to Google that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did say Randolph. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Good eye, Evan. I had to Google it. <laughs> yeah, and so picking. I only know Madison Rudolph's name because around the NFL kept quoting Ben Roethlisberger when they're like, "Hey, are you going to help Mason Rudolph?" And he would respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it was funny how they drafted Mason Rudolph. They're gonna like, hey, are you gonna help Mason Rudolph? Hell no! Like that was his response every single time. <laughs> it was like, I'm not here to help Mason Rudolph steal my job. Now shut up and get away from me. So, Avid, you got a question about the Niners, and uh, I hope the answer to this question is uh, no. They will not do this first question, which is have a decent uh, opponent. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got some tomato cans. Maybe it's your team. I hope so. But also, can I start a San Francisco wide receiver already? Uh, Pettis is out. He's been out since the start. Uh, You know, Goodwin, I guess you did great last week with the same amount of targets as you did, same amount of catches and targets you did the previous week when you had seven yards and nothing. Grapple had three touchdowns, and I still don't know who he's throwing them to? It's like the Phantom. Just give me a wide receiver so I can pick him up. I think it's um, it's uh, in a PPR league I'd go Debo, but um, it might still be Marquise Goodwin. It's kind of too soon to tell. It's definitely not Dante Pettis. Um, but um, Jimmy G in Week One was shaking off a lot of rust, like an 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 unfathomable amount of rust. He just played awful. He had one of the lowest um. Uh, no, he had the lowest um, pressure rate in the in the entire league, and uh, he had um, just one of the most boneheaded. Um, he had probably the no, I take that back. Jameis Winston's uh, second pick six was pretty boneheaded. I was gonna say he had the most boneheaded pick in that game, but uh, Jameis Winston's second was pretty bad. Um, yeah, it's uh, I would say it's a uh, Debo and Marquise Goodwin. Um, I think after this week we'll have a good answer, but it's going to be one of those two guys. And, and I think after this week we'll have an answer. Um, so since this is the 49ers home game, um, I have a very serious question as a 49ers season ticket holder. And, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is the first game that we've gone to since Levi stadium's first game where we've been excited about what's happening. So, my question for this is how much can I drink and still remember this game? Because that's ve- I, I, it's very important that I get the answer to that question. I don't even remember the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, Mike's drunk on beef jerky. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. beef jerky. Yeah. Nah, my, my actual question for this, for this is, uh, is can James Conner uh, kick out of his funk? Um, or am I going to um, just, you know, I spent all off season uh, arguing about Damian Williams and James Conner. And it looks like I might be taking a big fat W and a big fat L 
on these. I, I, I need James Conner to turn it around. So that, that's what I'm looking for in this one is James Conner to really, uh, really uh, uh, pick it up. Um, He's been question- awful. Yeah, he has been. It's, it's, it's painful for me. Um, question for you guys. Uh, we still not are, are are we are we trusting Vance McDonald at all? He 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 kicked it on, got two oh, touchdowns. Oh, no, the only reason why I scored two touchdowns is because I've been industry low on him and I played against him in my big money league. That's how the universe works for me. You know, I I would because I want to see what no. Mason Rudolph. Uh, you know, they these young. Young young quarterbacks really love their their tight end security blanket. So, yeah, why not, right? Well, I'm looking out for James Washington to be his big his his binky uh, this week. His uh, his give me an over under on fantasy points HPPR for uh, Vance McDonald. Uh, Washington's a deep guy. He he Rudolph doesn't have an arm for that guy. No, Mike, I don't think you heard. Evan was asking about Vance McDonald. Uh, I'd set the over half pound bet. I had set the over-under at – in half PPR, I'd set it at six. Oh, I can't take that. Four for 40. Uh-oh. That's too low. I can't bet. <laughs> Five for 40. Nah. Five for 41. Mike, what do you think the over-under let, – let, let, let the competition make the first offer. Mike, what's your, what's your over-under? What would you take the over on? What do you think? Uh, what do you think Vance McDonald is going to score? Uh, total points in PPR or, or what? Half. Uh, half. Half. Um, eight, eight, eight and a half. Okay, I'll bet you a half pound of beef jerky that it's under eight and a half HPPR. Okay, you got it. You guys are making keep me keep track of all these dang bets. I just like sending Mike beef jerky. Ever since I sent him <laughs> last box, I found a new butcher and he's amazing. So I'm like, I need Mike to taste this stuff. So I gotta find. Oh, you stuff. found another one? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the highest rated butcher in the Tri County area. Oh my goodness. It's yeah, so yeah. they have like I 15. Need stuff. Yeah, they have like 15 kinds. I'm, all I'm, right. I'm gonna keep betting until I win one of those things. <laughs> me too. Me too. I want you to taste this. <laughs> All right, so Evan's betting the under an eight and a half, and Mike's taking the over an eight and a half for Vance McDonald. All right, that's written down in the annals of history. All right, so we are moving on, and we're nearing the end of this. We got three more games to cover, guys. We got the last uh, Saturday afternoon game, New Orleans at Seattle, um, a rematch of the Beastquake game. I don't know. Beastquake. 45 and a half point over under Seattle, four point favorites. Mike has a spicy meatball question, uh, which actually didn't get so spicy because uh, Sean Payton neglected to say who would be a starter. But, Mike, what's your question with uh, Drew Brees out? Well, so, it, I, you know, I don't know when I went from, like, wide receiver competition to quarterback competition. It's like afternoon games. I'll just go with all these quarterbacks now. But anyway, so um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is, well, if if he is named the, the quarterback uh he kind of sucked last week, so my my wonderment is how long if Teddy Bridgewater is named the starting quarterback going into this week, how long will it be until Taysom Hill is is uh, take it takes over the position now? When so oh, oh man, I'm messing this up big time. <laughs> yeah, you used the word wonderment. Oh my God, wonderment is actually a word. All right, never mind. I back oh. myself up. I call myself you're not a, a writer. Yeah, you're not a published writer or anything, are you? <laughs> you know, 
I'm, I'm getting they, there. I'm, they, I'm inspiring delayed, myself. They delayed my book until uh, Christmas because they want to sell more of it. Wow, okay. Or at least that's the that's what they're telling me. Maybe it's to appease my ego. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mike, you want to know when Bridgewater will be benched for Taysom Hill, huh? There you go. What, what quarter? I'm thinking the third quarter. I think by the third quarter, yeah, Bridgewater's going to be hitting the, hitting the skids. Well, I think the thing with that is is uh i mean i think sean payton can't help himself i think he's gonna give so many trick plays and and Taysom hill might be on the field for you know half the you know more than half the snaps in the first half but that doesn't mean that teddy bridgewater isn't i think he might employ like for more snaps than we're comfortable with an actual two quarterback system which is absolutely absurd because sean payton can't freaking help himself with, with Taysom hill who is like 45 years old so it's like I don't understand his infatuation with Taysom Hill because he's not good, um, and he's—I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looked not great, but I mean, uh, Taysom Hill is not really going to be any better. Well, I think Taysom Hill is probably like Cordell Stewart to him, where you could just pretty much do anything. He's not like great at any position, but he can play all the positions that you want him to play, um, and. You know, I I heard I heard somewhere that I was watching the game, right? One of the announcers last week announced uh, said something that Taysom Hill was was supposed to be Steve Young. I think he said that uh, <laughs> the head coach said Steve Young and Taysom Hill were. How did we get were, to Steve Young? I, I don't know. I was like, what? Where? Where is this even going? I don't even understand how how Hill's name could be even compared to a Hall of Famer. Like but Ali Frazier, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I don't see that happening at all. Um, and you might be right. Taysom Hill just might be too important to play in different positions for him to be actually um, given a a designation as a starter quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's he's not great, but uh, uh, Sean Payton can't help himself. So uh, Evan, your question isn't really about the game, but it is about a Saints player. What do you? I want to see. Uh, I'm seeing lots of trades because uh, the Discord's popping with trade advice. I want to see what's the lowest wide receiver somebody trades Kamara for. Really like, quick, I have a question for you, Evan. Perfect. If somebody wants to be in this popping off Discord, where can they find it? They can go to tiny.cc/absurdity. Yeah. Great time. You should all come in there. You can get free fantasy football advice for us, and also lots of jokes. Uh, I've I've seen people offer stealing stealing for Kamara. No one's accepted it yet, but people are people are trying to get uh, uh people, people are selling low. It's a uh, they're scared. Wait, who's not accepting it? The Thielen side or the Kamara side? Oh, uh, the Kamara side. Oh, okay, I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I was gonna say. still exists, but I want to see somebody. I'm like someone's gonna pull the trigger on somebody, and I'm gonna jump up and down like Don King. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. So for, I mean, you could see some uh, a challenge trade. I could see a bar trade that ends with Juju going across for uh, Alvin Kamara. I could totally see that. that yeah, because it's the same sort of story. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, Mike, what do you think? Or Evan, what do you think? What do I think about what? <laughs> about what Mike just said. Why are you guys always asking me questions? 
what is All it? All right, fine. I won't. I, I'll move on. I will ask the question this time. I will be the one with the question. And it's, will it be as bad as we think for Latavius Murray stashes? Um, you know, he was. I was all offseason pounding the table for this Drew Brees and Sean Payton offense and uh, what it's done with running backs, and now it's uh, no Drew Brees. So uh, Latavius Murray's uh, upside is definitely capped there, but, you know, is it going to be as bad as we think for uh, Latavius Murray this week? Stop him. Again? I've, I've been an advocate of drop, drop, drop. I've been an advocate that if you need a roster spot, you can go ahead and drop him. Um, so, uh, so I think that that might be it. I'm in a league where I own him, but I'm not in a roster crunch right now. Like I'm my, if you saw my bench, you would ask why I have these guys. Cause it's a kind of deep league with a deep bench. But other than that, I mean, I, I don't know what's left there for Latavius Murray. And he, it might, you know, it might go the opposite way where they want to have more like smash mouth football to take the ball out of, um, Teddy two gloves, hands. So you know, maybe it's better for Latavius Murray. Who knows? Why, but why is he called Teddy Two Gloves anyway? Because he wore two gloves. I don't know if he still. So does. does everybody. Not quarterbacks. My chauffeur wears two gloves. I don't call him Malcolm Two Gloves. Well, I mean, quarterbacks don't normally wear two gloves because it's hard to throw the football with it, which really would explain a lot about Teddy Bridgewater. Ouch. Fair. All right. Next game: Rams at Cleveland. Uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns underwhelming 49 point over under Rams three point favorites. Mike, what are we looking for? I, I want to know if, if Baker Mayfield is is going to continue his his slump or if he's going to actually produce. And, it, you know, it, it, the Rams, the Rams are have, have a pretty good defense, but it's it's going to be. It's going to be up to Mayfield to make the difference here. And as of right now, 610 yards over two games, which is okay. Uh, you know, you're looking at 300 yards per game on average. But the two two touchdowns and four interceptions, that's that's not so good. And he's getting sacked a lot. And it's just time to be concerned on what Mayfield can actually do. Is, is he having a second-year slump? Is he going to turn this around? He definitely has as much offense. I mean, Njoku is hurt, but the, I mean, when you have the players Beckham and uh, Chubb and Hilliard and Landry and so forth and so on, uh, you have enough offense. And he needs to either put up or shut up and, you know, just be basically benched. For I, I mean, the Browns aren't going to bench him, but fantasy-wise, benched. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue against it given, you know, how deep the position really is. If it's one of those things where you got to go see who's sitting out there on your waiver wire, because you can't really trust Baker right now. You you may have to go out and um, and uh, find a a stopgap, you know, uh, like uh, like we were talking about earlier. So it's like, yeah, that's that's a that's a really serious question, especially against this Rams defense. That's uh, been pretty good overall. Um, Evan, what, do you want to weigh in on the Baker Mayfield situation? Do something, God. <laughs> Evan's firmly in the stop pooping camp every stop. single time. Pooping. There it is. All right. So, Evan, what's your question? Will they stop pooping? Uh, anthropologists have often noticed that Homo sapien males encountered the, what's known as the cheerleader effect, where a group 
of bubbly females often appear very attractive, but when you approach one of them, there's a one in three chance that they're a bust. And I'm thinking that effect applies to the uh, Rams top three wide receivers. Where you look at them, you're like, wow, these are all top 24 receivers. This is great. I want to get any of them. But then you grab one, you're like, huh, one in every three weeks, I get Robert Woods, two catches for 33 yards. Why did I pick him in the fourth round? Will this continue? Is this a uh, fantasy trope coming? Because honestly, if I'm a coach and I've got three wide receivers, I'd want to have one of them fail because he's double covered. So I'm thinking this might continue and might expand because the Rams have been so successful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, they're not here for your, your fantasy lineups. And um, Evan, your question actually... Uh, kind of ties into mine, and I think the reason that it might be such a mess is um, is Jared Goff falling apart before our eyes. That's a that's a real real yeah. question, and and that would lead to what Evan's talking about, where he can't support three guys anymore. Fun fact: I grew up in the uh, Bear town of Novato, California, which was a small town. Uh, Jared Goff was born there. Did you know Jared Goff? No, but he was born in the same hospital where I once went for treatment of severe hemorrhoids. You know what? Jared Goff knows uh, 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 McVeigh. And since you were in the same hospital as Jared Goff, guess what? You're going to be the head coach of the Buccaneers next year. Because <laughs> well, you might just be an offensive guru. I guess I'll be staring down a butthole for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my question, I mean, if you go back to um, the Kansas City Chiefs game after that, including the playoffs, here's what we're working with with um, uh, Jared Goff. So it's been 10 games since that Kansas City Chief game. In the, those 10 games, he has nine interceptions, nine touchdowns, and he's averaging 232 passing yards a game. That is why you're playing wide receiver roulette with these Rams wide receivers. There's your answer. So, I mean, I think that's that's the real problem with Jared Goff. And that's why my question is, is are we watching Jared Goff fall apart in front of our eyes? Because there is the whole thing with Sean McVay doing all the work for him pre-snap. And, you know, defenses are just changing the defense after Sean after the headset turns off and Sean McVay tells him what to do. And he's kind of pumpkining right now it's he's not really earning that major contract that he got well no he's he, he looks more like he did his rookie season uh than he does uh last year up to that kansas city game I mean, he does have 469 yards which is you know quite a bit but how much is that really by done by cooper cup and you know robert That's woods not a and That's he only had that's yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you have he only has two touchdowns. Yards. That's quite a bit. So, yeah, two touchdowns, one interception. Um it's just yeah, not good. Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> hemorrhoids. All right then. So, speaking of hemorrhoids, um <laughs> Washington. <laughs> They owe Chicago 42 point over under Chicago, four point favorites. Um, Mike, uh, this question is, a, a not one that I thought you, we'd be asking, uh, in week three. Um, but what's your question for this one? So my question 
is Case Keenum a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky? And you guys can answer. Yes. Next question. But Evan, Mitchell Trubisky was drafted first in a draft that had both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in it. And not only that, if they traded the 49ers to move up one spot to get a quarterback that they knew 49ers weren't going to draft anyways. My ga- my uh, gastrointestinal system is a uh, polygraph, where if I just spontaneously belch, it means it's a lie. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Evan, what is your question for this game? <sighs> okay. So it might be a little too personal for our readers, but in my big money league, where everyone had my auction values out, so I had no... no uh, no values. I drafted Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson. Uh, it looked good at the time. I love the floor of Tariq Cohen from our RB2. But now that I see that Chicago's offense is like a pinto after the engine caught fire, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how bad was Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen in retrospect? Yeah, and be honest, I'm... Undefeat. I'm 2-0, and I have the highest point total. So you can just tear into me. I just need to know if I need to rebuild the Pinto, which is like, you know, a gremlin or something. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're the worst choice. I mean, they're literally the, the only people that get any quality targets on, the, on an offense. So, I mean, I, I well, think... Cohen is second in receptions right now. So if you're in a PPR league, you're that's yeah. not a bad pick. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Receptions among all players? Running backs. Uh, or on the team. On the team. Was, on the team. Yeah, he has 10 catches for and, 56 yards. And so Allen Robinson has 11. Yeah. Right. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. So it's... it's, it's I'm during this podcast, I feel good. Yeah, I, I don't think they're the... I think, um, you know, they played a very good defense last week with a very bad quarterback. So I think last week's game is kind of uh, 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 shadowing your your perception of what's going on with them. But, I mean, they do have half the catches for an offense. Oh, yeah, you're right. I have to include the first game as well, which was much better. Yeah, and, and <laughs> well, I mean, it was for Cohen. Cohen had a lot, um, and Allen Robinson had a lot, 102 yards. Cause, it, was, like, uh, it was actually kind of decent because my, my uh, auction drafts after the first game. So I got uh, Devonta Adams. For uh, 50 bucks, which was a deal. And then Cohen and uh, Robinson were up late. So I got them for pretty cheap, even though they had numbers. So it's different. Yeah. Do you get credit for that in your week one or no? I do. You do. There you go. You bought. You bought number one with Devonta Adams on my bench. Yeah. You bought uh, 15 catches for over 150 yards um, uh, in week one. one so, so not bad. Not bad. I would. I would. I would hope. Hold tight hold with them. Hooray. Hooray. Thank you. All, right. All right. So Cohen, Cohen right now is fifth in running back receptions. Uh, and first. You told me he was second. You lied. Well, that's, on, that's on the team. <laughs> on, the, on the team. Um, and he's uh, four, only four behind the leader, uh, Leonard Fournette. Carry on Johnson. Oh, Jesus. Leonard Fournette? Leonard, Leonard Fournette's the leader? So yeah. Second. What? It's the second time we've used the name of our Lord in vain in the year of our Lord, week three. The year, the name of our Lord, carry on. The Johnson. week of our Lord, three. The year of our, the name of our Lord, carry on Johnson. 
All right, I have no question for this game because I don't think this game. My question is: is why is this game on Monday Night Football? What was the best case scenario for this game? I have <laughs> like, a billion points. Buy you all like, dinner. Like when this was scheduled, why was this game put on Monday Night Football and not Arizona and or I'm sorry, Kansas City and Baltimore? That's what I want to know. Why was that not Monday Night Football? Arizona Carolina was a more compelling Monday Night Football matchup. What is Washington doing on primetime in general? Somebody effed up. Yeah, Washington and Chicago. Like, what are they doing there? That was my. Chicago's question. cool, but Washington. Why just go back to Thursdays? <laughs> Exclusively on Thursdays. It Thursday. should be like the soccer leagues, where you know, soccer leagues, you get relegated to like the B League if you lose too much. In football, you should get relegated to just Thursday. Thursday starts. Yeah. So. All right, so that'll put the week to bed. Uh, before we head out, we have our daily fantasy yeah! com- competition. Mike, did you, you tallied the scores for last Are week? How did last week go? Football scores. I, I did tally the scores. How are we doing? Uh, doing okay. Uh, Evan beat your one week week one record. Uh, I he, set the universal record. He he scored 151. Point five six points last week, and then wow. I was second with 139, and then Jeff yikes. was tied for second. No, no, tied for second. A hundred points. You're, you went from the top score down to the lowest score. You know what sucks? I had a lineup that had 130 something points, and I did not choose that one. You should have gone with the 130 something points. That Thanks, was, that Mike. Was Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Thanks, Mike. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help. Thanks, Mike. I, I definitely said I feel really good about this lineup last week. I don't feel so good about my lineup this week, though. Last week, I just, I'm like, huh, there's, there's a thing that fits here. Well, you, you announced that you were going to win last week. Yeah. We all announced that we were going to win last no, week. I felt, no, I felt <laughs> it. I was feeling it. All right. So uh, we'll start with last week's champ. We'll start with last week's champ. So, Evan, uh, let me flip the page here so I can track it. Who is your uh, FanDuel lineup this week? And if there's any inconsistencies, please keep in mind, Evan literally cannot do this legally because um, he is in Washington. So I appreciate you smoothing that over because I did F up the first week. Uh, <laughs> Josh Allen, 7,500 is quarterback. All right. Yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is like, I can think of maybe two teams worse than them. Uh, CMC, give me Christian McCaffrey at running back, 8,900. Give me Dalvin Cook, been doing great, 8,300 against the Oakland Raiders. Those are some running backs, wow. And they're going to hurt me. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver, Amari Cooper, come on, man. 7,700 against Miami. There's no Michael Gallup. What are you doing here? This is one of the, this was like the free space in bingo. Uh, then wide receiver, I, I like John Brown for Buffalo against... Uh, no, for Baltimore? Do you have John Brown or Marquise Brown? No, John Brown. Is he on Buffalo or Baltimore? Buffalo. I can't remember. He's on Buffalo. Okay, great. Against Cincinnati, again, 5,900. Wide receiver three, okay, I, I'm, buying, I'm buying, and this is this is probably in air, but I'm buying into the Mason Rudolph, sorry, Mason Randolph, loves James <laughs> Washington. Randolph, I, red-nosed reindeer. Give me James Washington for uh, 5,200. And then tight end, I don't know, man. Waller, 5,900, should get me, like, a, a high floor and a very low ceiling. Ah, uh, the flex, I got a feeling about Cortland Sutton. 
I didn't realize he had a rib injury, though. So don't go betting on this, people. But Cortland Sutton, 5,600. And then defense. I mean, last week, my defense was literally the highest scoring player in fantasy. I don't mean the highest scoring defense. I mean the highest scoring player in fantasy. So how could I not roll with the Pats defense again against the New York Jets and their third string quarterback for 5,000? All right, Mike. All right, real quick, let's run down Evans. You got Josh Allen, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Amari Cooper, John Brown, James Washington, Darren Waller, Cortland Sutton, and the Pats DST. Mike, what are you working with? So, quarterback, I'm going to go with uh, Josh Allen against that weak Cincinnati defense. Wow. Aaron Jones, 6,900 against Denver. And God, this is going to kill me, but I, I think Devontae Freeman sort of makes a return against that porous rushing defense of Indianapolis. An onion hanger. Yeah. Going to surprise some people after just being really bad for the first two weeks. Uh, I'm with, I'm with uh, Evan on this. Wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Second receiver, Kenny Galladay. Uh, and third receiver, Demarcus Robinson. And Ooh. Absolutely. That's nice. That's a nice low cost player that could. Uh, yeah, he's going to explode because he is the Tyreek Hill in this offense. So look out for more points for him, and especially at 6,700, easy buy. Uh, my my guy, the guy that I said was going to play 16 games, and he's played two games so far. Tied in. Oh. Eifert. 16 yeah. games, 16 catches. He's got. He's already got. I think two touchdowns. I don't. I don't know why you had to tie that to a horrible prediction. <laughs> good this week, but 16 games is like, you know, tinfoil hat territory. It's going to happen. Um, and then my flex is Ezekiel Elliott against the Dolphins. All and right. Then, I think. I think by putting Zeke in your flex, you're going to have the best flex because your stuff's all out. Yeah, you <laughs> out of left. Five quarters, quarters of Zeke. Um, maybe I should have put e- Elliot at the at the second running back and then. Def- yeah, I'm doing that right now. I'm not letting you call Zeke your flex. Zeke, you're running back too. <laughs> Freeman's sword uh, by column three. Come on. Yeah. Um, right. and the 49ers defense. Woo! My 49ers DST. All right, those are both very good teams. Uh, Mike, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Kenny G. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, Tyler Eifert, Devonta Freeman, and the 49ers DST. And do you guys want a bit of a spoiler? Yes. Uh, I, only, I only have one player that matches up with what you guys have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I only got one player. So stupid. I'm stupid. We'll see who's. We'll see who's stupid. I've had like five beers, dude. I'm all over right. pulling punches. You're all right. So, um, my lineup in this one, uh, we got. I liked, you know, the Josh Allen play. I have Josh Allen yeah. in, my, in my main league, but yeah. guess, guess what? That's not the player we have in common. No. Come on, how can you guys not go Dak Prescott at against Miami? I, at I had him first, and I crossed him out. Dak Prescott, Miami at home. Zeke Elliott, Miami at home. 
Pair those two together. They're going to score 35 tu- or thirty-five points. They're going to score five the touchdowns. The first quarter, and they get benched, honestly. They're going to score five <laughs> touchdowns. And I'm going to get some combination of all those touchdowns between Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. He says right before Randall Cobb scores an end-around touchdown, Tony Pollard has two goal-line touchdowns, and, and he gets screwed. Next one up. That's uh, Dak for 8,400. Zeke for 8,800. Austin Eckler, 7,600. That felt like the free space. The number one running back in the league right now? And he's and he's going for, you know, I think he's one, two, three. He's the eighth highest uh, priced back. Um, I mean, come on. Larry Fitzgerald, fifty nine hundred dollars. What a steal. I almost went Fitzgerald. Yeah. Pair that with my boy. I got my my Homer pick right here. Debo Samuel, fifty five hundred bucks. I think he feasts again. Sammy Watkins had more targets last week than he had in week one. Throw him in there for seventy seventy one hundred bucks. Let's go double. Homer on this one, Georgie Porgy Kittle, 6,600 bucks, um, has uh, near DeAndre Hopkins market share for the Niners. AB got cut today. Philip Dorsett had a huge game in week one without AB. The Jets are terrible. Get me Philip Dorsett in my flex. And then, as I said, the Jets are terrible. So the, 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 I guess we had two guys. If you count the Pats DST for me, um, as my, uh, defense in this one so to run that back players and numbers again please again Dak return of the Dak Prescott Ezekiel Elliott 8400 right 8400 sorry Zeke Elliott 8800 Austin Eckler 7600 Larry Fitzgerald 5900 Sammy Watkins 7100 Debo Samuel 5500 George Kittle, 6,600. Philip Dorsett, five grand. Patriots, DST, five grand. And I got 100 bucks left over to take my wife out tonight. I appreciate your stunned silence. It really tells me how well you guys appreciate uh, my lineup. So that'll do it. We'll run back the lineups again. I just ran back mine. I'll ran, run back uh, Mike and Evans real quick. Mike, Josh Allen, CMC, uh, Dalvin Cook. Amari Cooper, John Brown, James Washington, Darren Waller, Cortland Sutton, and the Pats. Evans. What's that? That's Evans. Oh, that is Evans. Sorry. That's Evans. Mike's is Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, Demarcus Robinson, Tyler Eifert, Devonta Freeman, and the Niners DST. Sorry I got him mixed up because all I see in front of me is two steaming piles of dog excrement compared to my team. Sorry I got him mixed up. It was hard for me to tell him apart. Um, the, the steam got 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 yeah the steam steamed up my glasses so all right guys so uh we'll we'll catch you guys again on uh for our our lovely patrons we'll see you guys on tuesday for SCL. we'll be back next friday uh we'll be in with a thursday night preview or review sorry and we'll be in with our week four preview which means after Next week's game will be 25% of the way done with the with the, the fantasy season, which is absolutely wild because it feels like we just started. So, um, do you guys have anything to add? Week three, three. What's that? Week three is less than 20%. I said after next week will be 25% of the way done. Oh yeah, in like a week and a half. After we're done with week four, we'll be 25% of the way done. I don't know where the incorrect statement is in there. Because it's week three right now. 
after week four, we'll be over. We'll be twenty-five percent of the way done. Where is Put the down the beer oven? Put hey guys, join us for after week eight when we're fifty percent of the way done. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Take care, everybody. I just Have don't know what week four has to do with right now. Also, I need your team again because I I don't think those are they going to crush us in fantasy or those numbers don't add up because that was an amazing team. Yeah, uh, can we? I, I, I want numbers again. Evan, can we finish the goodbye on the podcast, please? God no, never. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs>